0: Boy, do we have reason to pitch? Uh, although I, I don't know, how do you look at this? Uh, would you say uh, you know the Panthers made progress by right. making it into the second round of the NHL Stanley Cup chase? Uh, now you have to win four rounds to win the thing, so pretty far off. Uh, they did get out of the first round for the first time, but didn't look too comfortable doing it, no. didn't they? Didn't they, they, they look like out. somebody that had to go to the bathroom the entire time <laughs> they were sitting at dinner. <laughs> But didn't want to get up because you exactly. want to go take a dump in a public bathroom uh, while eating dinner there. And, you know, that gets a little obnoxious. And then you come out of the stall and there's somebody else in the bathroom. They're just combing their hair. And they're like, whoa, man, get a little fiber in your diet. Why don't you? I mean, <laughs> try some wheat. Anything. The
1: time. Wake up with Defo, Joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defo Show.
0: And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Great to be with you here on The Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest and one Mike Luby Lubitz, who I understand uh, just knocked it out of the park here in the time that I was away. Well, away, uh, when you say. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to say.
2: <laughs> uh, Watch how you phrase it. <laughs> Use a
0: euphemism for your uh, doing time and in prison. I remember a guy that I worked with uh, in the boxing business for a while. I hadn't seen him for about. Seemed like ten years, and uh, he he was running some kind of boiler room um, operation uh, with credit cards, uh, if you can imagine, you know, on the side. And when I saw him, he said, "Hey, how you doing? You're looking good." I said, "I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, where you been?" He said, "I've been away." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That usually means like 8 to 10. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And there's a probation officer uh, probably very nearby, maybe even intercepting some of these telephone calls. So be careful what you say because he might have gotten out because he's now in with the feds so uh you got to watch all of your commentary with guys like that uh when a guy tells you he's been away for a while usually uh you want to walk away hey, good <laughs> to see you joey <laughs> always enjoyed working with you man i hope everything goes well for you good luck in your future yeah and then whoosh, right out of there and uh you hope uh you know you, you notice right away he's wearing an ankle monitor and you're thinking eh, not necessarily good i mean he's out here for a reason <laughs> all of a sudden he's contacting all of the people he did business with before. he's running out <laughs> Anyway, back from Italy, and it was a very, uh, I mean, a just enjoyable trip. It was nice to be away, Luby. Nice. I was thinking during the time that I was on this vacation, and I hadn't really had a vacation of that length uh, probably – in uh, you know my lifetime, after I started working, I, I never was able to take that much time off before, except during uh, times of uh, hiatuses between jobs. And then uh, there was that one luxurious period where I got signed by a radio station here in town that was going all sports. I got signed away from what was the uh, perceived sports leader, WIOD. I go to QAM, a fledgling operation, almost as if I was signing up for the Saudi tour, although without <laughs> the political <laughs> ramifications and implications. And we'll get into that because uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole uh, other story. That is mushroom today. It's on fire. <laughs> to new proportions. See, it used to be good. Uh, like when you turned fifty in the pro uh, golf uh, genre. And uh, you would go to the seniors tour and Ray Floyd had the uh, classic line about that, uh, where, uh, you know, he, he uh, was 49 years old. He was uh, you know still playing some tour events, but he wasn't uh, cashing or doing exceptionally well. And uh, then uh, next day, he turns 50. He's on the uh, was uh, then called the seniors tour, now the champions tour. And uh, he had the great line. It, it said, uh, y- you know what? Yesterday I was a 49 year old, washed up has been. And today I'm a rookie and uh, the 50 year old guys that when it came on the seniors tour would tend to dominate because uh, let's face it. They were able to outdo uh, an aging Chi Chi Rodriguez yes, yes. still had the thing with the putter and everything, but none of the balls were going in the hole. Come on, Chi. You're going to hit that thing or what? What are you, Sir Lancelot? Oh, and it was entertaining, but uh, it was a great advantage for the uh, people. Uh, and Phil, I, I think, took advantage of that also, right? Uh, Phil mm-hmm. Mickelson, who is now the big story in golf because he signed up for, uh, uh, is it called the Live Tour? Is that it? L-I-V, L-I-V
2: yeah. I think it's the, kind I,
0: of ironic since, yes. uh, you know, if you were uh, Khashoggi, uh, you were probably <laughs> exactly. thinking... I don't know how representative of what you guys are all about this uh, idea that this is the live tour. Yeah, exactly. uh, That that's getting underway this week, and they did get a couple of defectors. Uh, Dustin Johnson, that that kind of surprised me that he would leave the PGA tour. But uh, they, you know, know, money talks. Nobody walks. uh, Apparently, one hundred twenty-five million dollars guaranteed to Dustin Johnson just for playing in these events uh, against like a field of uh, 47 others. The field is going to be 48 deep. And I uh, like the other big name on the tour is Kevin Na, yep who decided to uh, leave the PGA tour. That was actually a headline in Europe. Oh, uh, really? On the BBC. That was like a big deal. <coughs> yeah. I, I wasn't that big of a deal, but they only gave you like one sports headline <laughs> yep. on BBC Europe, which yep. uh, was one of three, no two English channels that were available on Italian TV. At least in the hotels that I was staying at, which were uh, premium. Thank you very much, uh, Vicki uh, Sachs, the uh, lovely wife uh, of uh, Marty the Party Sachs, uh, booked all of these trips and uh, the, all of the details of the trip. And uh, for the most part, it could not have gone off any smoother. I'm shocked it was and unbelievable. happy. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, uh, in terms of the arrangements that Vicky had made for us, there were a couple of quirky things that took place that, uh, you know, uh, cost us a little bit in terms of uh, time and maybe a a little bit of distress, but uh, not enough to uh, make a difference. And uh, other than that, it it really was as well-timed out an adventure as as I've ever seen. You would have thought that she had put together an itinerary for the Queen (laughs) to attend the Jubilee. (laughs) If a car was supposed to pick us up at 740, a very nicely appointed automobile would show up right at 740. If we were supposed to go here, catch a train, uh, everything was uh, just absolutely perfectly uh, arranged for us. So uh, that couldn't have been any nicer. A couple of things, though, uh, you'll find this surprising, Lupe, about the trip. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I will say this. uh, Food everywhere in Italy. Food available everywhere and very reasonably priced. Uh, You go to a restaurant, dinner for two with a bottle of wine was like... 50 euros, uh, maybe even less. And oh, yeah. it was delicious and well-made and well-prepared. And, well mm-hmm. and they don't rush you out of there. There's no, no bums rush to uh, pick <laughs> up the check. In fact, you have to find a guy I told you to go get the guy who's already home, who was serving <laughs> you, uh, just, <laughs> just to cash out. And, and then the other weird thing uh, I couldn't get used to, because uh, I, I don't know, I consider myself a, a relatively generous tipper. Uh, you know, I was in the service business. Uh, I was a waiter uh, before I got started in this racket. I worked in several different restaurants uh, in different areas, also in New York and in Los Angeles. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a time here when my career was teetering that I almost uh, ended up waiting. (laughs) I came that close. I was sitting outside a restaurant. I forget the name of it. It was a classy joint, Coral Gables. And you probably could have made pretty good money being a waiter there. And I got hired because I had a resume that wasn't that outdated i had only been here uh, like a couple of years and it looked like uh, i was going to need some kind of way to make cash i had a kid and uh, you know i wasn't really making the money that i needed to in the broadcast business at the time and might have been even between jobs uh you know which uh, i have had a couple of brief respites in that area what would you consider this between jobs because uh, we just created our own job here yes which is great yes so, not really between jobs. And because between. This is what we want. Yeah. This is what between. we want to do the rest of our lives. I can assure it's you. It's a
2: transition we, we've made.
0: Well, and a lot of people are doing it, and, and it's probably yes. beneficial. I mean, uh, we should have opened our eyes to this years ago. Yes. If we had, uh, we probably could have made the transition a little bit more comfortably than yes. uh, having somebody tell you, uh, "Hey, Defo, your last show was great." And by the way, <laughs> your last show. that was your Which last is show. Which just what happened. <laughs> How's the lighting in here, by the way? One of my lights burnt out while I was uh, on vacation. You You think it's all right? Yeah, you look good. Okay, because if you people have any uh, comments here and say, yeah. Jeez, what, you pull yourself out of the dark, (laughs) DeForest? Well. (laughs) I'm there. All right, so uh, anyway, we get over to uh, Italy, and we started out in Venice, and it was beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Of the three places that we visited, Venice, Florence, and Rome, and we also took a side venture, which uh, this was gorgeous, Luby. And if you get a chance to go to Italy, have you been there? I, I think I you said was you there had... in November,
2: yeah. I was giving, That's why I was giving you tips. I Italy. Loved it.
0: it was spectacular. Italy, yes. D- did you by chance go to the Amalfi Coast? No. To... Oh, I'm jealous. You
2: got to the Amalfi Coast. Good for you. Oh, my uh, God. It's amazing from what Shirley said. Oh, man. Good for you.
0: It is uh, the, uh, you know, uh, route down the Pacific Coast Highway uh, times like five. Really? If you can imagine, yeah. Un- unbelievable. I mean, just gorgeous, beautiful coastline, uh, cliffs, mountains, winding roads. It's no place to, uh, you know, go if uh, you think your brakes need a little check or some fluid. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Now, we know the people, uh, it's uh, easy to say, yeah, the people drive crazy there. I don't know that that really defines anything because the people drive crazy here, but it's a different kind of crazy. Yep, yep. Um, when I say here, I'm talking about Florida. Now, uh, I've driven, I, I learned uh, how to drive in New York. And around New York City, that I, – I, I don't know that passive-aggressive is the way that you have to approach it. I think it's just flat-out aggressive <laughs> if you're driving in New York City. <laughs> but it, it's respected that you're driving in an aggressive nature there. I mean, uh, you might get the finger, the Italian salute, uh, which uh, I found uh, would have been appropriate in many, many instances while being in cars and traveling uh, by any means of transportation on wheel. Even walking uh, in uh, any of these uh, Italian cities. Now, there are no cars in Venice, Luby. You'll love that. Not I, a single car. I have not been have to in Venice. You park your no. car, right, and then take a boat to the island. Mm. And uh, that was absolutely fantastic. But uh, you'll find it surprising that uh, we managed to find our way into the only casino. Oh, gee, you didn't Venice. find
2: a casino? <laughs> Found a casino.
0: <laughs> Uh, our theory was you could only eat so much. Oh, that's true. You know? Yes, that's true. I don't true. know. Do I look any bigger than I no. did uh, when I left? Not no, you okay. walked. You must have
2: walked a lot. I mean, you're not there and not uh, walking. I,
0: I, I worked in my walk of life uh, on as many occasions as I could, but uh, on the occasions where I, I didn't, uh, i more than compensated for it. I think, although it's not the same when when you uh, like I walk four miles a day every day when I'm here. Uh, with rare exception, and you know, if you're just even if you're going as slowly as you possibly can, even if you look like one of those guys that actually should have a walker with the tennis balls on it as you're navigating your four miles, uh, you know, it, it's still sustained, and, and you're not stopping. But uh, when you're on these tours, these walking tours and things like that, which isn't necessarily my bag to uh, go on a tour, I suck. like to kind of explore on my tours. own. Now, I, I do think it's valuable to uh, get some kind of overview of where you're at. If you're in so a museum, mind... the
2: tours help the museums a little. So, like, we piggybacked. Oh, no doubt. At one of the museums, it was going to be, like, $100 for a tour because yeah. to, we were like, now, So, we, like, hung back and watched the tour because <laughs> it was ruins. So, we were like, okay, I what the fuck? This Ru- ruins, the, uh, ruins <laughs>
0: the key word there is ruin. If you wanted to ruin a trip. Go take the tour of the ruins.
2: Oh, you're not going to like the yeah the ruins. Ruins. I,
0: I, I can just drive by the ruins, and and I'm glad we ended up just kind of, sort of driving by the Colosseum there. I don't yep. need to go inside and we see did. every brick and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. look at that! You see, Julius Caesar, his blood is on this brick." So, yeah, it was 500 and change ago in terms of years. It's so longer uh, than that. you know, what do I care? man? This guy was schwitzing on some uh, part it's a of the ground. Years so, ago. Yeah, we ended up actually uh, touring, and this this was one of the one you know few things that uh, I didn't really care for, uh, touring the ruins of Pompeii. Okay. Which, if you're going to go to ruins, these are the ultimate ruins. I mean, those are ruined. That's what Shirley said. I I never made. Completely ruined. (laughs) Feel yourself, you know. Consider yourself, uh, you know, fortunate that uh, you didn't take that (laughs) tour. That that was like a two-hour tour and a three-hour tour. It was blazing hot, too. I mean, just absolutely on fire, scalding, not a cloud in the sky. So uh, now imagine this. You're walking around these dusty ruins, and there's only so much to see, right? Everything kind of looks the same. same. Like, if you have been there for five same. minutes? It's okay. okay, yeah, nice, some bricks here. Great, they discovered it. But not for me. I would have rather been at the Epidromo there, uh, which uh, would have been the uh, local racetrack, which wasn't far enough out of town not to have a voice in my head saying, <laughs> why don't you try it? You know me. I mean, uh, that's one of the things that I want to do. Uh, it's one of my goals in my lifetime is to visit every racetrack, <laughs> and it looks like that's something I'm going to fall short of because uh, who could find that track that the guy that uh, what was his name, uh, Sonny Leone? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Doesn't
0: it sound like a character in the, in yes. the Godfather?
2: One hundred percent. That was Sonny Leone all the, like the time. Sounds like a bagman. Yeah, sounds like a hitman. He's hit man be or riding bag
0: man. in the Belmont. Yeah, <laughs> riding crazy. in the Belmont uh, this week. So uh, uh, anyway, so so we get to Venice and, and uh, just beautiful. I mean, fell in love with it right away. Just at cool. a perfectly situated hotel there, uh, looking out on the water. And, uh, you know, you've got every street is a canal there. I mean, I, I kept thinking about Jersey Kyle and a seawall business. Wow, what a racket <laughs> that could be. Because <laughs> it's one thing to have a seawall at your house like, like I did at the old Thief mansion there. And, uh, you know, if it's compromised somewhat, it's not like the house is going into the water. But if there's, you know, a leaky seawall and you're actually living right above that, mm-hmm. um, you know, as is the situation with the uh, canals in Venice, then uh, it could be a big problem, right? I mean, I would imagine the emergency uh, seawall business it has to be very lucrative if you're living in Venice. But you don't see anybody. Nothing is under repair there ever. Everything is just even though they built it like 700 years ago. They don't touch it. <laughs>
3: it's old. They don't have
0: to do nothing to it. <laughs> What kind of architects and uh, designers and engineers did they have back then in 1500 or 1400? I can't see why Columbus left. I mean, what was this man thinking? He had to be out of his mind. They had everything under control there to come to what? What was then a barren wasteland like the United States of America? You know, he found this place by accident. Yes, he did. That's why it's so bizarre that they're tearing down the statues of him all over the country here. I mean, uh, the guy just was a lost soul, period. Have a a, little sympathy for the guy, a a little empathy.
2: (laughs) We did a lot of
0: things. They're big on severing heads, by the way, throughout the history of Rome. Severing oh, yeah, heads. The, the
2: heads just by themselves? Yeah, all over heads. the place. Yeah, yeah, guys <laughs> nice holding heads
0: all over the place. like it was a puppet. I mean, uh, you know, and then you realize there's no body attached to the thing, and it's not really a marionette. <laughs> no. Same people. So, so we did find a casino the second night we were there. Uh, we decided, okay, well, let's check this out. It, it happened to be the one night of uh, lousy weather that we had. It was the one night where it was raining, and it was kind of a, a wicked uh, rain, uh, although uh, I shouldn't say that because I missed the whole thing that happened here, Luby. It wasn't which, bad. Uh, I hope you were okay. It wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. No, it right. no, was just rain Saturday. It wasn't that bad. People are asking us uh, while we're over there. Hey, uh, you're from Florida. Isn't uh, you know? Aren't they under some like hurricane watch? Like, well, eh, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you did fine. <laughs> it's only a Category Three. Who gives a flying one, right? Uh, you know, I hope. Uh, you know, I hope uh, you know the leaves don't blow around too much in the backyard. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so we venture over to this casino, and it really was like a scene out of James Bond. It was like no casino that I've ever been in in the United States. Uh, A little too quiet and sophisticated. Everybody's dressed up, too. Oh, really? They wouldn't let you in there. You could (laughs) see some fat hack from Hoboken uh, in there with a big pair of, you know, ill-fitting shorts and a shirt that's got the buttons popping out and, uh, you know, acting like a fool in there. Come on with that, yo! (laughs) You didn't get any of that at this uh, casino. And uh, they only had, like, uh, very quietly, people were playing blackjack and roulette. They didn't have craps there. Uh, they had a sports book, believe it or not, and there was a soccer game on and it was that Real Madrid game where I think Real Madrid, I forget who they beat, but they won it like one nothing with a late goal. And the place erupted when this goal went off and then everybody starts cursing in Italian. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use a word, but, uh, you know, how do you uh, yeah. say MFR in Italian? I, I, I think it's the same. <laughs> I didn't so, pick up any That was uh, you know, one of the few uh, things that I was able to uh pick up on uh, as I was in Italy in terms of uh, learning uh the Italian language. uh, you know, I, I picked up like none of it. I, I couldn't speak one word of Italian and I don't know why I anticipate that everybody's gonna be speaking English. That's Did you not... find out when you travel to foreign countries?
2: I do, but Italy's not ama- it's not bad with English, but it's not great with English either. Italy's
0: oh, like pretty good. Men- I would say about, uh, you know, at at least 35, 40 percent of the people uh, that we tried to communicate with uh, that were, uh, you know, essentially uh, speaking uh, Italian uh, all the time, uh, at least understood what we were talking about for the most part. Yes. Although I I did do a a laundry one time. I ran out of stuff because, you know, I was going through a couple of shirts a day with the Walk of Life and everything. So, I mean, how much could I stuff in my suitcase? And I had to do a wash at some point. I knew I was going to anticipate that. And you would think like, wouldn't you think hotels, they, they, do. they don't want to have a laundry room, do they? Some they of them do. Room, I,
2: I've never had to. But I, I remember a couple of them telling us we can launder if you need a launder. So maybe they all don't, I guess. I
0: don't know. No, no that was a money launderer they were talking about. <laughs> anyway. well, that's a whole <laughs> like, different one. One look at you, and they said, American is <laughs> fine. Uh, Anyway, that was an interesting experience because that was the one guy that, like, I could not communicate with in any fashion, whether I was using hand signals or gestures <laughs> or eye contact, whatever it was. It was very hard for me to communicate to this guy that I wanted to wash these shirts and then subsequently dry them. Oh, jeez! And uh, he was uh, like an owner-operator, and it turned out that the reason that I couldn't communicate this uh, with him is that he had his own service. Where for like 15 bucks, he'd do the whole thing for you. And if you just told me that in the beginning, <laughs> I would have gladly given him the 15 plus five. <laughs> just, Th- these were euros, which uh, it's about know, it's
2: almost euro, even. Yeah, it's almost even. Uh,
0: I-, I think the U.S. dollar is worth slightly less than a yes, euro,
2: But it's like slightly like it was like 90 cents to like a dollar or something.
0: When I, I don't there, know I was like cursing out ago. Joe Biden uh, the last day I was there it went from like a dollar seven to a dollar eleven in one day okay yeah I don't and, know. and I, I started, I started thinking why didn't I vote for Donald Trump there you go No, I, I never thought <laughs> there <that. you> go. <laughs> he would have been able to solve all these problems no 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 sweat whatsoever hey Donnie! yeah what are we doing about the Ukraine yeah, okay well we love those people there but uh, exactly. we don't mind seeing them get buried <laughs> exactly. We've got to spend our money on building a wall. I, I don't want to get into that. Uh, so we found a casino. It was right out of James Bond. It, it really was. I mean, it, you had to pay to get into the casino. Can you oh believe God, that? Because really? they wanted to keep the riff raft out. Now, they gave you your money back. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a deal you would see at like the Mardi Gras Casino <laughs> or, uh, you know, uh, Magic City, where, uh, you know, they, they would give you 10 bucks back. You had to pay 10 to get in, but they gave you 10 back, but you had to bet it. You couldn't cash the chip. So uh you know that that ended up costing me the you know both the entry fee for uh the mustang and me as a one hand of blackjack of course i draw 17 a useless hand and the dealer has uh, you know this is my one hand of blackjack i play uh, the dealer has 16 mm-hmm. and then uh what what happened yeah no had 15 turns over an ace oh jeez so now 16 and then turns over a 5 and blows me out of are one. you kidding me well that's such a One hand. I was going to do my famous three hand parlay and, uh, you know, just let it ride for three hands and hope to win three in a row, which is obviously uh, extremely foolish. But uh, we did find a casino there. And and then uh, one of the other highlights, and this will be equally shocking to you, Mike Luby Lubitz. You know where my last event was uh, while staying in Rome the night before we left? About 10 o'clock in the evening. (laughs) We we finished up uh, eating dinner. And, uh, you know, people eat late there. There's no early yes. bird. The early bird there is like 8 o'clock.
2: Yep, yep. People eat very late there.
0: Yep. Restaurants don't even open till 7.30. <laughs> 7.30, right? I mean, uh, right? We're screaming at 4 o'clock, hey! When they shut do down. Do I get a free appetizer? Midday,
2: <laughs> they shut down. If you try to be between like 4 and 7, they're like all on siesta.
0: They look at you like you're out of your mind. Yep. Well, what do you mean? We're not open. <laughs> Wait, are you crazy? <laughs> yep. <laughs> by the way you could use a uh, you know an opportunity to skip a few meals uh, if you know what i mean mr americano uh but anyway so so we we finish up and it was beautiful it was a beautiful evening uh the transition from uh, day to night time there is absolutely spectacular as i said it was extremely hot with clear skies so it was absolutely gorgeous when they transition and it's a late late sky if you will i don't know how to describe it but uh, you know like 8 30 at night it's still light out yes so uh I don't know. Are they on any kind of savings time there? Is it just because they're on a different part of the globe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just where they are. They're more north. I guess I don't know. No, there. So <laughs> so uh, we, we come out of that, and uh, we, we were sitting across from uh, the Teatro d'Opera of okay. Rome. Look at you. Teatro d'Opera, right? So I was uh, saying in a Mustang, I, I thought I saw some kind of a, a sign that they had a, a version of the three tenors there. Now, it wasn't those three tenors it was like three other tenors <laughs>
2: <laughs> like Shmo, mo and joe <laughs> with, with a tenor
0: saxophone and some fat italian was selling uh, this pomoni ice cream like uh, before he got the job there uh but uh, so we're, we're walking back and the hotel was right next to this place and uh you know we just happened to see the guy that was handing out the flyers earlier in the day and uh, the mustang approaches him and says uh, hey uh, we saw that you were handing out some flyers earlier what, what was that for And the guy kind of nods at us. Uh, He doesn't speak English, and he opens a side door to the Teatro de Opera and lets Mustang and I walk in the side door and sit down for free. Nice.
2: (laughs) He's pulling a move in Rome.
0: (laughs) It was like sneaking into a Met game. (laughs) That's great. That's great. And you know me; I love this kind of shit You're not I mean, saying no. It could
2: really <laughs> suck. You'd be so happy.
0: <laughs> so all these people are in there, and it was kind of hot in there. I mean, everybody was schwitzing and yeah. fanning themselves, and uh, we roll into a nice spot and, and sit down on the side, and what we're like three feet from the stage That's at crazy. the uh, Roman Opera. <laughs> the guys are here, we're wearing a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And, and, and you know what? I have great admiration for that. I, I don't know what's going on or anything. Uh, they had a guy that looked like Marlon Brando come out at the end, and he must have been the big senior guy, and uh, the other guy and it was like the lead singer there, the lead opera guy, what was, uh, obviously, he had done something with a woman that put him in disgrace. Imagine that, guys. I was going to say shocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a position I'm so familiar with that I started singing along tell. with the guy. <laughs> oh, please
2: help understand him even though it was in italian
0: (laughs) this woman is nuts (laughs) felt his pain (laughs) and and mustangs looking at me like i am like you don't know what the fuck they're saying
2: (laughs) 100
0: but i was like yeah see that's you (laughs) exactly So I guess this guy kind of had like a godfather look to him. He comes out and he just smokes this guy right into a corner. And the guy yes. almost fell into my lap. That's how great of a seat we had. That's great. And that was the last thing we did when we were there. Besides, nice. you know, pack up the next morning and go to the airport, which they're mishugging about COVID. Yes. And yet, if you were ever going to catch COVID, it was on that tour of the Sistine Chapel. That would have been the place. Oh, that's, no, uh, yeah, when it's
2: packed. When it's oh. like, to- oh my God, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's like stressful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it was like squeezing into the B train yeah. uh, when yeah. you were leaving Shea, you know, and, and the whole crowd was going and they all yep. tried to get in that one car, even though the car was already packed and the doors open and like a couple of people fall out onto the platform and you like kind of squash your way <laughs> into the train. That's what it was like before yep. you got to see Michelangelo. Now, I did get into a jackpot there. Uh, Luby, you, you'll find, you know, me and my big mouth. I always have to make a comment, some wisecrack, right? Like I'm talking, you know, I have to hold myself back from talking about like, uh, COVID or bombs, you know, and weapons when I'm at the airport, even going through TSA. Cause it's like, Hey, what if you had a bomb in your shoulder? You don't want to be saying any of that no, stuff. No. And you know, I'll say anything, anytime. And then I regret it later.
3: aware. <laughs> <Well, where? laughs>
0: So uh, and the tour guides, you know, they all wear these little microphones, and yep. then you're listening on some headset that uh, you know has a snap, crackle, yep. and pop effect, where you know, kind of like the show where, where you can't really understand what the people are saying. <laughs> I hope they can understand. But you're just all nodding. Oh yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So uh, unfortunately, I, I was near the uh, tour guide at the time when uh, I compared Michelangelo, the works of Michelangelo, uh, to uh, those of Earl Shaye. <laughs> And that was right after the, you know, security guy had uh, just screamed as you get into the Sistine Chapel, silencio. Yeah. And there I am talking about Earl Scheib in the same breath as uh, Michelangelo, as if uh, they were artists of equivalent talent. Because look, Scheib made a lot of money, too. I <laughs> made more than Michelangelo. <laughs> How is it, though, that they didn't take the body of Michelangelo and permanently study this guy? I mean, uh, the most remarkable thing with all the paintings and the chapels and the, all of the stuff that this guy did architecturally. And, of course, uh, you know, the David thing is big, right? People are there. And I will say, I mean, was David Jewish? because uh, <laughs> Yeah, they gave him like... <laughs> The big thing is, uh, like they're showing the guys, you know, uh, and they're all naked. You, you see the thing, yeah. But the guy's hands are gigantic. Yep, 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 and yep. And so are his feet. And it's like Michelangelo. was this like, like some kind of spoof you were doing on the Jews. I mean, <laughs> the Jew. wasn't he Jewish, uh, David? No. <laughs> I don't think it was
2: David Solomon. <laughs> David Schwartzman. <laughs> David Meyerwitz. To... <laughs>
0: Anyway, that was interesting, but uh, I'm not really a statue uh, art no, kind no. of guy. I, as you could tell, I mean, even the fact that Earl Scheib occurred to me while I was touring the Sistine Chapel. I mean, the Sistine's uh, pretty know,
2: impressive. <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking about Scheib. Shows <laughs> you what the kind of
0: clown I am. Even I was, hey, they like, both use paint, right? They both uh, splashed a lot of paint there around. You go. Okay. Scheib at, uh, what was it, 1995 originally? Anybody out there old enough to have had a car painted by Earl Scheib at 1995, which I can say my family did? We had a 56 Chevrolet and a paint kind of faded. And my uh, dad had it painted just a hideous, ugly brown by Earl Scheib at 1995. I think the paint job lasted. I mean, it wasn't like he was using watercolors. <laughs> I was Johnny and Mac by the railroad track. That, that was, uh, you know, uh, the Earl Scheib of South Miami uh, or South Florida when, when I first moved here. And uh, the virtues of that place extolled beautifully and very eloquently by the great, late sportscaster uh, Ron Harrison. Anyway, a lot of fun. Great to be back. Six-hour time differential, uh, you know, 10 and a hook on a plane. And then uh, after we got to Miami, of course, uh, well, there's a little bit of a problem at the gate. So you're sitting there after 10 and a half hours uh, for another half hour while they uh, pull into the gate there. Uh, Custom seems to let everybody blow by, right? I mean, if I had had a couple of kilos uh, in the suitcase, I don't know that they would have noticed it. Because uh, they had one lady with a uh, suitcase sniffing dog as the— as the bags were coming off the conveyor belt there or going onto the conveyor belt, and you know, they fly down on the chute. So uh, she stops to check out one bag, I guess, to see if a guy had an orange in there. In the meantime, you, you could have shipped in like 20 kilos. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no wonder El Chapo was able to get all those drugs into the country here. But... So, uh, you know, it, it turned out great. So, uh... Great, great trip all the way around. I recommend it wholeheartedly to anybody. uh, And, uh, you know, it's great to be back here with you guys. I wasn't able to follow the sports world so closely, but have uh, done my best to catch up. So uh, we're ready to go. And and Brett Tesler, the agent of the stars, is going to join us here shortly. Uh, Some news there as uh, Aaron Donald, I guess, uh, decides to come back because they offered him Phil Mickelson type of money from the Rams. I don't know what that's going to do to the Rams uh, payroll over the next several years. I would imagine uh, a little bit. of It doesn't seem to matter to the Rams, does it?
2: No, no. They're just paying it forward. Eventually, it'll catch up like you did with the Niners in the 90s. Right now, they're just living for today.
0: Yeah, not a bad uh, philosophy, especially since tomorrow is no guarantee. Yeah. No All right, uh, we're coming back with more. I'm Jeff DeForce. He's Mike Luby Lubitz, The Defoe Show. Glad you guys are joining us here. Ion on Channel, various other platforms, and uh, always a lot of fun to be with you. Uh, Good to be, uh, you know, in the United States. U.S. soil. Went out to dinner last night. We have a great food scene here in the good old USA. And the difference is we're in uh, Italy. I mean, essentially every restaurant is serving Italian food. Yes, in the U.S., you can go down any street like I did yesterday, Commercial Boulevard, and, and make one of 100 choices, which yes. Mike Mayo will embellish every day. And especially now that you're streaming the uh, show there, the uh, Mike Mayo's Lunchbox. Yes. Uh, and, and I believe today from a new location, which I'm, I'm anxious to get to, although you say it's prohibitive from a technical standpoint. Mike Louie lubitz you just want to eat more.
2: No, you can, we want you there. It's, it's always prohibitive. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <Yeah. laughs>
0: A lot of stuff I want to try in this place. The screech come It sounds. Uh, it sounds amazing. Sounds good. Yeah. I got the thumbs up from uh, David Portnoy, which uh, all we have yes. to do, I told Mike Mayo, we just have to draft in and sign places that Portnoy <laughs> yeah. has visited and given even the slightest <laughs> bit of praise to.
2: And then it's on us. <laughs> you talk
0: about an influencer, man. That, that's Portnoy of uh, Barstool Sports. All right, degeneracy uh, again uh, You know, begins tonight uh, as you have the Rangers game against the Lightning. I don't know what you think about that one. I don't know why. I'm assuming the Lightning will tie it up into yeah. a piece. The Rangers had him on the hook. Man. And when you have the champion down, you, you have to apply. It. Uh, yep. The final blow, you have to go for the jugular. They blow it late, and uh, now that series is 2-1 with uh, the fourth game tonight, pivotal fourth game, taking place uh, in uh, in Tampa. So uh, the Rangers up against it and may find themselves in a 2-2 hole. Otherwise, wow. I mean, if they win one of the two, Crazy. what does it matter that they choked in? Uh, I don't know if they choked because uh, they were uh, outshot badly. to uh, yeah, Chesterkin I mean, or whatever his name is. Yeah, the Lightning wow. played well. How far away are the Panthers, though? I mean, think about that. Uh, that Look at that's the avalanche. The that hit you.
2: Freaking avalanche. Sweep the Oilers.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're doing it in first-class style there, and uh, the Panthers were the best team in hockey. Yes. Bit of an illusion there in that regular season, Luby. Keep that in mind the next time uh, you get all excited about one of your teams. Uh, all right. Uh, we're coming back with more. Brent Tester, the agent of the stars, and uh, he is uh, – just uh, on top of the game uh, when it comes to the National uh, Football League and brought to you by Will and Trust Attorney Mr. Michael D. Wild. And we'll have that for you in just a moment here on the defo Show. Uh, I want to tell you about Hylia Park. Great people there. I mean, uh, just amazing. Can't wait to get back down there. Uh, the Belmont Stakes is going on Saturday. Special arrangements can be made. And uh, they will accommodate you in a style that uh, goes far beyond that highfalutin, uh, you know, snooty-pooty casino we were in in Venice, Italy. Where, uh, you know, you're going to feel like you're part of the game there when you go to Hylia Park. That's the way they set this thing up. And, uh, you know, if you want a little bit of privacy, you can have that, too. You know, Gurgles, a bit of a loner, Gurgles, yep. when it comes to these situations. He's either partying like a madman or doesn't want to talk to anybody. Exactly. That's kind of all of us uh, when we're at the racetrack, right? I mean, you, you could be uh, with your best friend and ask him, hey, who do you like in the fourth? he says, hey, can't you see I'm handicapping? Yeah. <laughs> But however you want to behave, as long as it's uh, within reason, uh, you know, Hylia Park is the place to go for the Belmont Stakes coming up on Saturday. Casino is cranking at its great place. And now this casino, we only played like Mustang played the slot. She's been on fire out the door. 200 euros right out the door. She was back uh, with me. I I was uh, just poaching some of the free food in there because I acted like I was a big shot and uh, rolled into like some free buffet. So I'm just poaching that, and I, I see her there, and I said, hey, what, would you come get something to eat? She says, no, I'm out of money. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, really? That was quick. <laughs> but see, you don't, you don't understand. Like the, the machines are in Italian, and yeah. you don't understand. You think you're playing $5, and you're playing 50 Exactly. So I was like four spins. She was out the door. And then she said, what? All my money's gone? You've got to be kidding me. But uh, at, at Hylia idea. Park, you're, you're in there with a chance to win, man. I mean, uh, those bells are ringing and the sirens are going off. Uh, they have all that stuff going on with the Royal Reels, which uh, seems to pay sensational jackpots. Those machines are all over the place. And you can find all your favorite Vegas-style games at Hylia Park. It's just a beautiful place to go. All right, coming back with Brett Tesser, the agent of the stars, in just a moment here on the Defoe Show. Now that. Time. The mention of Scheib, I think bordering on criminal uh, charges. So 733. Hey, folks,
4: Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. You're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. Good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand-cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight?
1: From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's big chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066.
2: Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business and the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon public adjusters, Justina Testa are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Seven to 10 times more money recovered with a public adjuster then if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, for you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at
4: 954-809-8752. The simple pleasures of this job, the way a stadium sounds when one of my players performs well on the field. The way we are meant to protect them in health and in injury. Less money, more attention, caring for them, caring for ourselves in the games too. The agent to the stars, the one and only Brett Tesler.
0: Welcome back to the Depot Show. Good to be back with you here on uh, U.S. soil and on the air. Ion Channel and uh, all of our other platforms, uh, Mike Luby Lubitz. Is the other guy here, and I am uh, Jeff DeForest, and we always uh, love welcoming to the show one of our favorites, been with us for a long, long time, great insight into the National Football League, and uh, all other matters of life for uh, that uh, matter, if you will, uh, the great Brett Tester, the agent of the stars, joins us here on the program, brought to you by Will & Trust attorney, Mr. Michael D. Wilde. Brett, how are you this week? Uh, good to talk to you, my friend.
5: Doing awesome, It's Good to be with you guys. Yeah, it's good
0: to have you on the show. Uh, all right, I guess uh, the big news on the crawl there last night regarding the NFL was uh, the uh, re and restructuring of the contract of Aaron Donald and the uh, Los Angeles Rams, who uh, you know were probably hoping he would come back. I, I don't know. Uh, Donald was talking about retirement. Uh, when when that happens with a player, in your experience, and, and you've had some uh, older guys. Uh, uh, Rimmers, uh, Rimmers uh, was uh, one of these guys that maybe could have uh, – you know, gotten out of the game. Uh, You know, he ended up with Kansas city in a good spot. Uh, But uh, when a guy is already on the borderline of maybe thinking he's going to hang it up, uh, does he have three more years left in him in your opinion, Mm -hmm. or uh, is that even reflected in, in the meaning of what this contract is all about? Are they just looking for Donald to be around for another year or so? Uh,
5: You know, first of all, this is something that had to be done for many reasons. Number one, Um, Aaron Donald may well be the best player in the NFL and you can't have the best player in the NFL uh, with a very mediocre contract by the standards of even his position um, let alone overall and so an adjustment was very much in order there and uh, if there's any player that has The leverage and uh has the upper hand in a situation like this it is Aaron Donald they don't win that Super Bowl last year without him plain and simple and uh they're not winning a Super Bowl this year without him plain and simple and so with that being said they did what they needed to do thankfully it was a situation that uh never really got um out of hand like some of these uh situations can and unfortunately like I've been involved in throughout the years at different points but uh I think Aaron Dowell handled himself well. He was very passive-aggressive in, 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 in his approach in terms of talking about if, you know, I do decide to retire, you know, my career has been a success, whatever. So that's just sending the message to the Rams, just kind of telling them what they know, which is, hey, you got to do the right thing because for that guy at this point to go out there uh, with the money that he's already earned, and and continue to play and help that team win a Super Bowl again, maybe, and uh, put his neck on the line every play. Um, they had to do the right thing, and thankfully they did.
0: They win a Super Bowl, and uh, obviously, you know, as people would say, using the poker terminology, uh, Brett Tester, uh, they were all in on this, or seemed to be. Now they're having to ante up uh, even more capital to keep uh, some of the core uh, of their team together, including Aaron Donald. Uh, Luby uh, made the comparison. I guess it's the classic example of being all in and then suffering the consequences uh, for years in, in the aftermath uh, of the San Francisco 49ers when they had assembled uh, that uh, dynasty under Bill Walsh and, and then uh, you know, kind of fell it. off the charts there. a while after. Is is that what you foresee uh, and the people around the league foresee for the Rams? Uh, Is this a dangerous position to put yourself in?
5: You know, first of all, nobody remembers who finished second, you know, a few years down the road. The only thing that matters for a fan base, for, you know, players on the team, for an organization is winning a Super Bowl. And I would rather win one Super Bowl uh, amongst nine crappy seasons And you know, be a team that makes the playoffs 10 years in a row and, you know, always gets bounced in the first round, second round, sort of like what the Vikings went through, sort of like what the Niners have been like over the last few years, sort of like what the Seahawks would have been if they didn't get that one. And so the most important thing is winning a Super Bowl. And in this salary cap era, success is not meant to be sustained. Uh, the salary cap is meant to try to keep things even when a team is really low. Uh, it's, it's intended, you know, in terms of with the high draft picks that those teams get and the salary cap space that, you know, usually bad teams do have because they're not paying too many uh, great players. Um, it's one of those deals where, um, bad teams are meant to have a chance to improve and great teams are sort of meant to be knocked down a peg or two to try to keep balance and to try to keep uh, parity. But, um, you know, rare examples like New England, I mean, you you just have no idea how absolutely impossible it was to do what they did as long as they did it. I mean, a 20-year run like that, obviously it's because you had the greatest quarterback ever working with the greatest head coach ever, and then you sprinkle in maybe the greatest tight end ever and some of the other great players on that team. And it's truly a miracle that they did what they did because in any era of football, that length of sustained success is highly um unusual, but to do it in the salary cap era, And this isn't like the early days of the salary cap in the early nineties where people didn't understand it. Even people in front offices were trying to figure it out. I mean, these cap guys are as smart as ever. Um, they know how to work it. They know how to, you know, Move things around and you know make tough decisions and do what you need to do. Um, it's it's harder than ever, and so again, I just don't think we'll ever see anything like that again in terms of that uh, that sustained uh, level of success that New England's had.
2: Brett, piggybacking off of that, it's funny. Quinn Snyder, who was actually very successful with the Jazz, but is he openly admitted he felt like his message had sort of fallen on deaf ears both ways. Like it wasn't getting better for him. It wasn't getting better for the team. And it's funny how you said that because even when we had dynasties, you had the dolphins seventies, you had the Raiders and Steelers seventies, you know, eighties different was the Niners and the giants. And then the nineties was, you know, the Cowboys. Like it seems to be, you get 10 years and then it sort of moves on. Is that what you find when you talk to your clients? Like, the coach is great for like four or five years, and then by the time you get to year six and seven, it's like, okay, we need something new. Like, I always found it interesting when they talk about the messages falling deaf ears when it's like, if it's a good message, it's a good message. But you seem to find this across sports where at some point you need a new voice. I'm just curious, like when you talk to your players, do they say things like that? Like, is that something that they can tell, they can feel?
5: Yes. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I talk all the time uh, with my guys about their coaches and what the temperature is in the locker room as it relates to, you know, are people buying in? Is is he somebody who is taken serious? Is he somebody who all the players basically laugh at, you know, behind his back? Um, so no, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, that all plays a big part in it and different styles and different approaches, um, have different results. And so there's some guys who are known to be great short-term boosts to organizations. Like for example, um, in hockey, you know, guys like Mike Keenan, uh, a guy like John Tortorella in this generation, you know, guys who are very intense, guys who definitely, uh, are not for everybody, but guys who you have to admit are fantastic coaches. It's just their shelf life is going to be a lot shorter than certain other guys. And that's the reason why Belichick's been as successful as he has, because people, you know, mistake him as the guy that you see during press conferences. That's really not what he's like. He's actually a guy who, uh, treats players like adults, lets them be who they are. He never had a problem with Rob Gronkowski. You know, Rob Gronkowski, one of the most free-spirited players of ever. Um, he let Gronk be Gronk as long as Gronk showed up every day for work and, you know, was professional and was prepared. And as long as you do what you're supposed to do, uh, you'll have no problems with Bill Belichick.
0: A remarkable run. As you said, Brett Tessler, uh, especially in light of uh, the circumstances of parameters uh, that teams have to operate uh, within and underneath to, uh, you know, and be in compliance of in the national football league and, it, it occurred to me it's a lot easier to sustain mediocrity uh, for yeah. that period of time, <laughs> as uh, we've witnessed here in town. And I couldn't help but think that that maybe you you had a little vision of Joe Philbin in your eye when you were talking about the players behind the the coach's back, actually mocking the guy and, and laughing at him. No, I
5: mean, you know, uh, no, no. Yes. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody laughed behind Joe Philbin's back. I think they laughed right to his face.
3: Because.
5: Because the reality is, and that's, you know, obviously been a big part of the problem that Dolphins have had. You know, the likes of Cam Cameron's, uh, the likes of Joe Philbin's, you know, Tony Sperano, God rest his soul, uh, amazing line coach, one of the best ever. Um, but, you know, let's just say it was uh, not a string of, uh, you know, not a string of uh, inspiring coaches here for many, many years. So the fact again, that, you know, the Flores hire, regardless how it turned out in the end, at least there was something about this guy that I felt had to be taken serious. And in the case of Mike McDaniel, this guy is just completely unlike anything or anyone this league's ever seen in this position. Uh, But again, his style uh, maybe absolutely what this team needs coming off someone like Flores, who obviously, uh, that's another example of a guy who really rubbed a lot of people wrong. So, uh, good coach, smart guy, not very sensible as it relates to, uh, you know, interpersonal relationships and things that are more important in today's NFL than they were back in the days of Chuck Knoll and Don Shula, you know, guys that were taskmasters, you know, you can't really uh, drop the hammer these days on these guys the way you used to. So I can't wait to see how the Mike McDaniel experiment uh, ends up working.
0: So George Allen really wouldn't fly in uh, today's <laughs> National Football League. Oh, <laughs> you would have to think it would be a bit of a struggle for him. Uh, well, one quick thought on this. Uh, I thought of you when I was uh, doing one of my walks of life in uh, Europe, and I thought, wow, well, I'm going to be coming back. And uh, you know, talking to Brett Tessa, the agent of the Stars, what's going on in the NFL. Uh, do you believe there really is uh, any kind of a pulse to the movement to uh, remove uh, Dan Snyder from his uh, ownership position? with the Washington commanders, uh, which uh, that pot was stirred once again, as if the owners might be gathering, you know, enough sentiment to, in that direction to actually make that move. Uh, do you see that happening at all, Brett Tessler?
5: I think it's a real slippery slope. And, you know, um, in Carolina, you saw it happen with their owner uh, years ago, but you know, that guy was a much older guy who was probably getting toward the end anyway. And, um, you know, it just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a precedent that I think owners want to set because tomorrow it might be you. You know, I mean, uh, there's plenty of different things that different people have in their past and things that can always come back to haunt you. And uh, once you make it easy to just simply vote a guy out as soon as uh, you know the majority decides, hey, you know, we don't like this guy or you know this guy did this or this guy did that. Then again, you know, it could be you that uh, that they're turning their uh, turning their fangs toward the next day. So I think that um, it's something that I think the league and ownership needs to tread very, very carefully as far as how they deal with everything going on in Washington.
0: <laughs> what was he uh, laundering uh, the fans' ticket money? I mean, uh, Craig right, Carton had nothing start. on this guy. Dan <laughs> All right. Uh, Michael D. Wilde, you want to straighten out your financial situation and, and make sure that it's etched in stone, much like uh, the ancient Romans did. Uh, you can do that uh, courtesy of the services of one Michael D. Wilde, Brett Tessler.
5: It's really true, Deep, and you know, with him, there's never any controversy. There's never any doubt because when you reach out to Michael Wilde at SouthFloridaWills.com, you know you're getting the very best. The guy's got a ton of experience, done amazing work for thousands and thousands of people down here in South Florida throughout the years, and you know he's a guy that's very accessible, uh, makes the process very quick, painless, affordable. And most importantly, it gets done properly, so you and your family have total peace of mind moving forward. Uh, reach out to Michael Wild at southboardowills dot com. All
0: right, great stuff today, Brett. It's a pleasure having you on the show, uh, and uh, great uh, being back with you here in, in the uh, good old U.S. of A. We'll talk to you again next week. Uh, have a great week, and we'll look forward to talking to you then. Thanks so much for being with us.
5: And 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 very quickly, guys, need to wish a happy birthday to my son Brandon. Going to be thirteen tomorrow, right. so. uh Happy birthday, Brando.
0: We love you, pal. birthday, Brando. A fine young man, too, yes. as uh, are Travolta. both your children and uh, the lovely Lonnie. Brett Tusser, the agent of the stars. Man, he, he was on his game today, was he not? Yes, uh, sir. Lewis, uh, that was very, very interesting, the whole uh, spectrum of things that we covered there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I buy it. I, I don't know what the deal is. I think is it 60% of the owners have to uh, vote? Is this kind of like one of those Senate deals about uh, banning assault rifles? where uh, even though the majority of the people, like 90% of the people are in favor of it, uh, somehow uh, the schminks can't get yeah, exactly. that through their heads. Exactly. How about a move, huh? Well, something, what, oh,
2: yeah, that was the other thing. And I, of course, I started off yesterday's show in a fashion I never thought I would start on Monday, but over the weekend there was 10, <laughs> like 10 match yeah. shootings. Like, it, it, it's just become laughable. No, it, it, it's, it's become insane.
0: Laughable. It really is. It's beyond insane. And the fact that we're still in the same place we were, uh, you know, I mean, going back to uh, whatever the first Columbine, one was. Columbine. Which, uh, it's Columbine. Yeah. When I was in
2: high school, I was in high school in Insane. insane.
0: Insane. Uh, you know, and these people with these justifications and rationalizations, it's like, uh, hello? Uh, or maybe that's why, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think American society is laughed at by the Italians. I, I think they have, uh, you know, a, a dose of respect there. Now, maybe the French... eh? That might have been A whole different story Uh, Were were you in France Yes I went to Paris So there you were An ugly American
2: No They Okay look I'm not gonna lie They didn't embrace us Like the Greek did The Greek love Americans But they Didn't hate us They just Are sort of More laissez faire About things But they weren't mean Like I I, We were treated fine I mean the way We were treated in Italy Was very similar in France And they even speak more English Like Italy was amazing The only problem Is they, they They understand English Decent, but you can't really have a conversation. Like Greek, they all speak English. Like the English was freaking amazing in
0: in Greece. Uh, That makes some sense. Uh, You know, we ran into people. That's part of the fun of traveling. And uh, I'm glad that I got to do this uh, and get over to Europe for the first time. uh, Because, you know me, I mean, my game, I I don't necessarily need to take the tour of the city. I I just like to sit down in a place and, and get to know people. Yes, I'm I'm aware. And, uh, you know, there there were people from, obviously, all over the world there and uh, other European countries that we ran into, uh, wanted to say a special hello. They might be tuned in today, uh, Ron and Tracy from Ireland. And and they admitted, too, that, uh, you know, uh, the weather there really is, I mean, as if it was uh, the opening scene and and great expectations, right? Just uh, rank and dour and sour and cold. And that's why everybody looks so pasty to these people happen to look fine. (laughs) Uh, Tracy was particularly interested in, and, and I, I apologize for, uh, you know, because uh, well, once I confuse a name, I, it's it's a blur to me now at this point. <laughs> I believe her last name was Wilcotts, uh, the uh, reporter that we have from Court TV on After Hours. Yes, yes. Wilcotts, yes. And what was her first name? That's what I can't was remember. It Amy? Her first name. I feel like it was Amy for some reason. Might reasons. have been Amy Wilcots. Uh You know, I, I'd be thinking Amy Walcott at that point, uh, you know, and... and uh, yet I, I, she gave, I, you know, a, a re- it was a great conversation we had. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think she did, too, which is always my. Ashley, Judge Ashley Wolcott. Judge Ashley Wolcott. OK, I, I, I wasn't that far off then. You were uh, close. And good job by you. Well, well it turns out uh, we're talking to these two people from Ireland. Uh, our first night in Rome, uh, we're just sitting at a bar there relaxing after uh, schlepping around the city for a little while. And uh, the they, they, woman, uh, Tracy, was fascinated by this all Johnny Depp thing. Right? So uh, I said, well, you're familiar with uh, so-and-so here. And remember, I had you send me the clip. Yeah, I, I made fun uh, of you.
2: That was the first time we talked. People kept asking, have you talked to Dave? I'm like, yes. He called me asking for a link to the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to sell us in Ireland. I'm like, I only Dave Those guys were wildly <laughs> entertained by uh, what we had to say and, and vice versa. But, but that's like the fascinating part, uh, you know, of uh, being a, in that type of travel. It, it, it's kind of like uh, Vegas to an exponent of 20. Yes. Because, you know, and the people, you know, a lot of people from Germany and uh, other parts of the world, Ireland, I I guess, is a pretty short pop there. Yeah. And they, you know, tend to spend a lot of time just hanging out in Italy, various places. I would. So it's amazing. No, it it was a good spot. I I, I could have, uh, you know, enjoyed more time there. uh, But I think if I venture back, Venice and the Amalfi Coast, and that's all I need.
2: See what we want to do a, is I'm treat it like guy. it's funny you, you compared it to California because there's so many places there like Naples I haven't been to I haven't been to no. Venice I haven't been to Coast. in the north is a place called Lake Como that Shirley wants to go to desperately so what we want to oh, do God. is rent a car and you said it's what's oh no out you, of me. you should not drive I know I'm you, scared to death I'm scared to death not but drive drive the I mean, whole the, country
0: <laughs> and I mean Magellan couldn't find his way <laughs> know, around this country know, uh, I'm telling you. All right. I was thinking, no wonder Columbus left. I mean, uh, <laughs> even with a map of the city, there's no way. And then they have these kind of obtuse uh, methods of entering and exiting highways, like major roadways where everybody, you know, it's not, I, I didn't see an overwhelming amount of speed there, but uh, you could see why the Fittipaldi's and the Andretti's were very good at uh, <laughs> that type of Grand Prix racing, because it's one giant Grand Prix race with a lot of scooters mixed in in between. And the people don't care, like, uh, they'll just walk right in front of cars and then flip the guy off. Ah, hey, pasta fango. <laughs> Did I say pasta fango? I don't know. I, I but think, no, I exactly think I had that happens. for dinner the second night in Florence. No, But if people just walk in front of cars. They, they don't said. care. And the cars don't care either. They just keep going. Yes. I mean, and, and yet, this was the beauty of it. I, I didn't see a single accident scene. Nope. And none of the cars, no matter how flimsy they are, I mean, we're, we're talking about, uh, I mean, this is beyond the smart car. This yeah, is like small. the genius car where, like, one guy doesn't even fit into the car comfortably. <laughs> Your head is through the roof, you know, and you have to have the little sunroof there, and, and you're driving like that, and, and you're barely in a car. It's like a Flintstones car, except that instead of having to, you know, run with uh, Flintstones feet, uh, you, you know, you, you have a little bit of an engine, I, I guess, uh, you know, to make the thing go. But not one dent in any <laughs> automobile. Either they have the best mechanics when it comes to this sort of stuff, uh, in, in the world by far. And then on top of that, I mean, where are we at with this, Luby? Four seventy-five a gallon now here in the oh, states. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, about. I mean, not one ninety-five, like one eighty-nine in some place. No, that's liters. No, no. It's
2: it's actually more money. Oh, liters. It's, it's oh. three liters to a week. Shirley and I did the math. It's th- three liters to a gallon. It's like worse. Yeah, they're, oh, so they're, it's they're way getting worse. Robbed. Yeah, what they're getting robbed. About? It's bad. Here right? I
0: was complimenting them on managing the economy no, so well. No. I was thinking, hey, who's the president of this place, man? I want him to replace Joe Biden right now.
2: Yeah, no, it's more money. We did the math like on Greece. Yeah, we were like, they're like, yeah, it's insane. We're like, really? And then we looked it up. It's like either three or four liters to a gallon. Like
0: it's, it's ludicrous. It's insane. They really slaughtered each other there, though. I mean, uh, all of the history leads back to, uh, like, they were skinning people alive, and they were hacking off their wrists if they lied. Yep, yep, yep. And they talk about this as if, you know, it's it's a solid foundation (laughs) for what's going on there today. I I don't know. People seem pretty nice to me. All right, uh, we're coming back with more. Uh, We'll get into the sporting world. Uh, You know, one of the things that I was able to catch, uh, which uh, there wasn't much, Uh, you know, nothing was working. Uh, You had some kind of hybrid version of CNN International. yes in the first couple of places, but it wasn't really CNN, right? I mean, it was like the same news over and over again for every half hour to the point where you were ready to blow your brains out. (laughs) (laughs) That was in English. And then they had the BBC, which uh, I'm a CNN viewer. I I do watch uh, my share of CNN. But, uh, you know, the the BBC was like a a poor second, I I thought, in terms of the way they presented the news. Maybe people would disagree with me on that. Then you had that Bloomberg thing, which I don't understand at all. That was in English. And then finally, I found uh, Eurosport yes. when I was in Rome. So I was able to catch a little bit of the French, French. open action, including uh, a great run. by I mean, Coco Gauff, it's a shame. Valiant effort. Uh, our good friend Harvey kind of depicted it well, though. Uh, Harvey Fjellkoff, who, who is uh, obviously an outstanding observer of tennis and, uh, you know, has uh, a writer's flair when it comes to his social media posts about it. But... Uh, it was true, and you were afraid this would happen to Coco Goff As brilliantly as she played, leading up to uh, that that match for the final against uh, Swiatek, who is she's uh, won thirty five in a row. Thirty five <laughs> in a row. The woman is a, a
2: veritable machine. The machine, yeah.
0: <laughs> she is one person, though you know. And, and it happened. I, I was surprised that Jim Furyk was like bald when he took his cap off. Remember the first time you saw like Jim Furyk? Yep. 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 And, and the guy with a hat, you know, looks relatively youthful. And then all of a sudden he takes the hat off and he's bald as an eagle. And, and you're like, oh, wow, what, what happened to this guy? And it looks a little strange because he has kind of a, you know, unusually configured nose, would you say? Jim Furyk, distinctive His nose. Nose is weird,
3: but, yeah.
0: Not, not Jimmy Durante or, no. you know, one of the, uh, you know, Carl Malden or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it, it's up there it's in nice terms nose. of sports yep. noses. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the Attack when she takes her hat off, no, no. She, she looks completely different, does she not, Luby? Have you seen her, seen her without a press the head. conference? No, no, no. I have to. Now you make me want to go check that out. But she's great, and uh, you know, she's, she's not monster. really like a, an opposing figure like Serena was in terms of being able to dominate all these other women. And you know, people would say, "Okay, I, I, you can only you can only play the teams that are on your schedule, Luby."
2: Yes, that's very true. Have you heard that? I mean, uh, my whole uh, life. So,
0: Ashley Barney, who was the number one player in the world before uh, Swiatek came, uh, you know, just absolutely uh, careening out of nowhere. Not really out of nowhere. She won the French Open last year. But uh, I've seen a lot of her uh, play this year uh, because I've been watching the various tournaments on, like, you know, four in the morning here on Tennis Channel. And, uh, wow, I mean, she's just sweeping aside all competition. And there are a lot of women on the tour now that uh, are comparable, you know, uh, now that Serena's kind of faded out of it altogether. And... You know, you, you don't have that one big heavyweight, you know, at the top of the charts there. I don't know that Barney was that, but uh, the, the sweet attack, what she's done, should not be unrecognized. That's fantastic. So Coco froze. I mean, uh, Harvey called it cement feet. Said she had cement feet, and then all of a sudden you could see the nerves, uh, you know, in, in the first set. And she gets smoked in the first set and then uh, loses the second set. And that, that was it, man. But uh, And then lost in the doubles also in the finals. Yes, but then, then you start thinking, she's 18. Yes. She's she was young. only 18. Right? Yes. I mean, uh, so, so this is a hell of an accomplishment for yeah, uh, a local talent. Oh, wow. You know, couldn't help but admire what she did. Uh, you know, felt badly for her because, uh, you know, you, you don't like to see the person. Well, will have Tony when it's tomorrow. I mean, how many times will he rightfully be able to make the allusion to uh, being in the moment?
2: Oh, God, that'll be the whole segment. <laughs>
0: I'll just say Tony Coco yeah, and then he'll—he uh, wasn't ready for the moment. <laughs> It'd be like when James Lipton would say, uh, <laughs> "You're rolling Papillon to Steve McQueen," <laughs> and the whole audience go, "Yeah, man. It erupts. It erupts. fucking great movie." <laughs> All right, we're coming back with more. Uh, you know, and, and there's a lot to dissect here. You have Boston going against Golden State, yes. uh, and they have a, a pivotal, pivotal Game Three tonight. How pivotal is this one? This the might pivot. be the greatest pivoting thing that you've ever seen in your lifetime. <laughs> Linda Blair's head in The Exorcist wasn't pivoting like this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is Anthony Davis changing pivot feet exactly. a couple of hundred times, maybe, <laughs> maybe the Greek, like the freak. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Is he on a pogo stick, or is he uh, just uh, allowed to do whatever the hell he wants in there? That's what paint? it seems like. Uh, Budenholzer's guy too uh, ends up getting a Lakers' job. Did you catch that? Darvin Ham. There you go, Darvin, Darvin Ham. Yeah, yeah, and he's bringing about he's thinking about bringing Rashid on board.
2: He already hired Rasheed. That was a big deal yesterday. Uh, Rashid
0: Wallace, Rasheed yeah. Wallace so, uh, being an now, uh, was Rashid going to be on some kind of Udonis Haslam type of deal? No, he's he's
2: not playing. He's an assistant coach. They hired him to be an assistant coach. Uh, an no, I understand.
0: I mean, he's been out of basketball for like twenty years, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, people thought he had passed when uh, you know they buried John Daly. I mean, you know, they, oh, they didn't, didn't know about Rasheed Wallace, but uh, uh, you know he's very much alive. But but wouldn't that be the you know thing to do is to make him a player coach? Yeah, they didn't. and then if stuff gets out of hand, you know, somebody's trying to rough up LeBron. <laughs> Go tackle people. LeBron doesn't want to get in a fight. LeBron is Gretzky out there. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, some goon comes skating in there, and uh, that could be Rashid Wallace. Uh. That'd be great. All right, what do you think about tonight's game, Louis, before we uh, head for this uh, next? Uh, I feel like the Warriors uh, keep it going. going.
2: I think they finally figured it out a little bit where they didn't let down the fourth quarter, and I think they keep it going. Like they, the Celtics have proven if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. So I think the Warriors will take advantage of that, and I think they'll go up
0: 2-1. You could anticipate Blowout City was coming in that third quarter yes. the other night. I actually fell asleep at the very beginning. Of what uh, turned out to be the uh, annihilating run that the Golden State Warriors went on. Uh, I I mean, outscoring the opposition, I think, by the widest margin in in a single quarter in playoff history.
2: It was plus 21. I mean, they're plus 35 in both their
0: quarters combined. Pretty amazing. I I mean, I I don't know. I I think the Celtics toughen up tonight and and make it a little bit more difficult. be annoying. On the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to say Celtics, and, and they are favored in this game by, I think, three and a hook. Which tells you something, huh? Yeah. yeah not, not much. Only that fools will be betting on both sides. And, and yeah. half of them will be losing. Exactly. <laughs> the other half will think they're geniuses like we do ever we're right about something. All right. Many things to uh, discuss here in the next hour of the program. So uh, stick with us here. Uh, was this legit? This is the commentary. Uh, should I allude to this at all, Luby? This uh, one comment we got on our comment line from some guy. I don't know what uh, countries. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Right. It was
2: like the people in
0: Oh, Spain. <laughs> it was
2: like, um, what is it?
0: It was Af- Was it Africa?
2: What is the one where you used to get the emails and it was like, i Oh, I'm yeah, Nigeria. Yeah, Nigeria. Of course. Your uncle died I almost and res- left you $10 million. <laughs> so was we can send it to you if you send us 10 <laughs> times right now. I was responding like, uh, you reached the wrong people. <laughs> I was going to do you. This is the you. commentary. You get. I, I come
0: back <laughs> from two it. weeks away from the show here. <laughs> Although my name is, uh, we'll leave that blank, from Spain, but I currently live in France. All right. I suffer from a disease that condemns me to death. We all do. <laughs> oh, in this case, though, he's got throat cancer. There you go. Uh, I have 150,000 euro in my Societe Generale Bank account, and I would like to donate it to an honest, serious, and trustworthy person. That's so that's sweet. Too, Luby. Yeah, that's sweet. He's got like, uh, you know, the equivalent of about 170 dimes here. Yeah, 160, yeah. anyway. Yep. I have been a widower for 10 years with no children. I went through all the specialist doctors without a solution to my illness. If you are interested in donation, (laughs) here is my email. So all you have to do is wire this guy who's about to check out from throat cancer. He's got 170 large in the bank, and he wants to give it to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, now what would the scam be there if you email this guy? What happens to you?
2: They're going to respond with what they need from you. You're going to now be... Incessantly, barraged by emails with them asking you for different things.
0: But for the five thousand dollar processing fee, yeah, it's it going to be some to, kind uh, of release. Yes. This hundred and seventy thousand <laughs> yes. yes. in one increment, man. We're not talking about payments over a period of time here. We're not talking Tom Selleck City here, reverse mortgage, or you can choose to pay it all back when you decide to leave your <laughs> exactly. home. Exactly. Thanks, but exactly. sincerity, right? You're thinking I, I used to like this guy, right? Now you're thinking yeah, you, you, I, I don't want to say. it. <laughs> anyway that's that's on our fan mail on our communication yes. list today here including uh, like a couple of welcome backs
2: I don't know what you brought back with you but I've never got one of those yet here so that's fun
0: <laughs> it's an interesting concept man he wants to give you his money that he has in a bank definitely I'm sure This poor starving uh, you the know a survivor, soul. Yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> legit what do you think no obviously not. I
2: didn't respond to it <laughs>
3: No, I don't think you needed to answer that. Was that like, was a
2: rhetorical I, question." I, there, I, I, I was going to say to the, I was going to say to the person, "Really?"
0: <laughs> Adam Gase was more legit than that. Exactly. <laughs> Offer of generosity by this poor dying man. All right, uh, it reminded me of gypsies uh, in uh, Italy, and uh, you know, they're, I guess, more prevalent in Rome. Uh, the gypsies,
3: mm-hmm.
0: where you know, and, and they are, they are irrepressible. I mean, uh, you talk about uh, just relentless. They will get in your face. So, so this was kind of cool, right? So we had a gypsy approach us in Venice. And even though I have a very sympathetic, like, like charitable mind for, for people that I think are legit, like, there was a guy, I couldn't resist giving him a couple of, uh, you know, those... Uh, and the Euros, you don't realize what they are, because the ones and the twos are about the same, aren't Well, it's they?
2: like a coin, so you think it's like a penny, and it's
0: actually full dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I, think I gave this poor bum nine bucks. <laughs> fine. Without realizing it. But, I mean, he he, he was... I mean, you, you couldn't help but have sympathy or empathy for this man. I mean, you're thinking, for Christ's sake, somebody give this guy a couple of bucks. Because if he's faking that... He 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 should be replacing Johnny Depp in, in any of those pirate movies. <laughs> not at Depp's on the shit list. All right? Although he won. He's not anymore. <laughs> yeah, you missed it.
2: He supposedly He's, is a
0: hero
3: now.
0: Repass, Yeah, yeah. It was her. It, it was Barzini all along. It, it was uh, Amber Heard. But, uh, yeah, yeah. with the gypsies. Uh, so we get approached by a gypsy, and, and she's relentless, man. And she's, she's talking about her poor children are starving, and she's got a picture of the two kids. All right? Yes, nice, nice. So, you know, and we're thinking, well, look at those two poor starving kids. Maybe I ought to give this woman a couple of bucks. And then you realize nah, nah it's all gypsy. Scam. Yeah, it's a scam. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Right. She's getting picked up by a Mercedes, uh, you know, a limousine and uh, going back off to Gypsy World. from. <laughs> gypsy
2: World.
0: <laughs> Where do they live, man? You never see them no on idea. the streets
2: at night. I don't know. I stayed away from him. Shirley was like freaking out. Shirley's like, watch your pot, Watch your wallet. So I had to keep my hands in my pockets. Oh, no, that's true. In yeah, the middle of Rome, Rome the Trevi found yeah, like no, she no, was no, weird yeah. about it.
0: Like I Rome, Rome pickpockets. But, I, you know, the irony would be, uh, you know, to have your pocket picked in the Miami air- airport right, once you get back <laughs> from Rome. Well, that's After worrying about it and being <laughs> self-conscious about it the entire time. Because I was. I mean, I didn't bring my wallet with me. For you. you know, uh, the entire time, because uh, that's all anybody talked about there was uh, watch out for pickpockets, yep. especially if you take the subway. Yep. Which uh, then some other guy who probably was in cahoots with the pickpockets that worked at one of the restaurants tells us, uh, oh, no, that's my safest way of travel. Yeah, exactly. Nah. All right. So this gypsy woman shows us a picture of the two children. And then uh, we move on to Florence and we move on to Rome and we're approached now by another irrepressible uh, and just, I mean, relentless uh, pursuing a gypsy woman who who is moving closer and closer and then she whips out a picture of her two kids who were starving and it's, it's the, the same, same two, two kids. kids. <laughs> There's a standard gypsy yes. starving kid <laughs> photo <Picture>. issue. <laughs> And I actually gave her a couple of bucks in because I that said, you know a what? Great move. That's really good. <laughs> That's a great move. That is really, really <laughs> good. one <my> network. <laughs> I mean, people give money to Joel Osteen, man. Yeah, uh, for sure. A, uh, you know, a solid foundation of, uh, you know, actual believability than that. It, it was great. All right, uh, we're coming back with more. Right? We're getting all of this stuff. Uh, Warriors, uh, Celtics. You say Warriors. I say Celtics. There you go. Uh, I don't know about... Uh, did they blow them out? No, I, I'm not sure. Of the Celtics. I don't think it's a blowout. They blow out the Golden no. State Warriors. I don't think it's a blowout no? either way. I just feel like
2: the Warriors, know, if they Hip get down... Tuck.
0: <laughs> all right. And then the Rangers, uh, another pivotal game. Wow, I am so rooting for Gerard Gallant. And I, I would think that Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet... Oh, no, he's all
2: in. He uh, was actually hurt yesterday. Like, after that the feed where they had a tie with like under a minute up left to
0: zip yeah they're up to zip in the game and you thought wow this is it i, I saw a few posts uh, you know my my only way of really staying in touch with the facebook. sporting world essentially was facebook yep. yeah so you're living in uh, you know uh, kind of getting uh, an impression of what's going on you know through the various uh, you know diehard ranger fans uh, of which i would say there's uh, you know th- there were probably a half a dozen maybe before but now there's like, uh, of my, uh, close to 5,000 friends, 4,997 arrangements. Exactly. Fans. exactly. <laughs> Channing. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, yeah, exactly. as if it was the Springer show. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh. I got the impression, I mean, up to nothing. I mean, there was just joy. You had, uh, you know, uh, all of these people uh, that had suffered for years with the Rangers until they finally cleared the hurdle in 94. And think about that, Louie. That was a long time ago. Yeah,
2: even now. Now that's a long time ago again.
0: It's another 26-year streak of futility with no anticipation that the Rangers would be in a commanding position against the Tampa Bay Lightning to face what seems to be, uh, you know, a very unfortunate fate in, in the uh, end game, because uh, the Avalanche, the team that was great all year long, kept being the chalk looks like it's prevailing, doesn't yep.
2: it? Yep. They, they did what I th- we thought the Panthers
0: would do, where they just turned it on to another level. Edmonton, uh, you know, I mean, now that I'm very a legit. hockey expert, yeah, but Mr. Edmonton, Sanders. I watched some of their series, uh, the previous series against the Blues, and uh, wow, I mean, you know, they, they were very impressive. McDavid is considered the best player in hockey right now. Yeah, high scoring team, but unfortunately, I mean, uh, they Ravely. suffer from that sieve-like syndrome there in the pipes. There, their goalie sucks. Yeah, sucks, man. I mean, pucks were flying by this guy <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> they were quacking by. It. Quack, 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 quack. It looked like a Jay Fiedler pass. <laughs> it wasn't Fiedler. No, he threw a pretty good ball. Fiedler, did he not? Threw it to the wrong team. Enough. That play. was a problem.
2: he would throw it to the wrong team.
0: Yeah. All right, we're coming back with more. So so we have that the Rangers game tonight and also uh, the Boston Celtics Golden State uh, of which will there be more interest. Is that tomorrow or it's tonight? Tomorrow. They're
2: doing double days off. It's uh, really annoying.
0: Oh yeah, cuz Wednesday uh, they're was, doing uh, it's
2: it's it was oh, right. Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Saturday, Tuesday. I think is how it's working.
0: Right, out. It's good enough for me, though, because I I, I I like to alternate the hockey game and the basketball games. Now that we're down to uh, close to the finals yeah, in the gritty. NHL yeah. and, uh, you know, in the NBA, we are in the uh, final round there. 1-1 now with Boston Celtics. Now, um, theoretically, how often do you hear this? Well, they've snatched home court advantage, which uh, they have, right? Yes. I mean, you're talking about three out of five being played in Boston here. and yes, right now they have under- to Hold home court. Wow. Can they do that? like Louie Lewis in both games so. against Golden State. I
2: I don't Holy so, red so. back.
0: Uh we'll see. Uh supposedly he played uh, some stifling defense for the most part uh, against Steph Curry. That that Steph Curry uh, you know was kind of contained well for the first half of that ball game. Uh, anyway, uh I don't know what he did in the second half. He the exploded. first
2: the first game he did great in the first quarter and then the rest of the game Curry didn't do much. The second game he and Poole went off in the third and then that and the Celtics couldn't hang.
0: Yeah. No, I, I saw them uh, begin this run, and you could kind of see where the momentum was going in the ballgame. Yep. Uh, it doesn't always hold up uh, in the NBA, but uh, after being down one nothing at home, yeah, and, and I, I was at a, a place, a local restaurant, picking up some stuff. Uh, Mustang and I had uh, just got back kind of from uh, the trip there. You're a little exhausted, and on the way out the door, though, I'm talking to a Celtic fan, and for some reason, when I got to score in Europe, Uh, I I thought that Boston had the home court for the first two games and that was no big deal. They won the first game Yeah, no. that it was, uh, you know, like uh, someone, I wasn't really a surprise and and you were thinking, all right, well, golden state probably take the second game and take it back to uh, the West coast there in a commanding position, essentially. And and then, you know, so I had this whole conversation with a guy under the uh, completely wrong impression that that first game and and, and the other game uh, Sunday night, I guess it was what, what was played in Boston. So, uh, you know, that was a big deal, right? Uh, And and it looked like Boston might be in a position to take two of them. Yes. And I apologize to that gentleman whose name I didn't get there. He was very knowledgeable (laughs) about basketball. Good good friend. And I thought, wow, the old man just put on a show for this guy and probably really impressed this kid that I knew my stuff. And and it was all based on a completely false premise. (laughs) Not shocking. The shit we come up with is based on a false premise. Let's face it. All right, we're coming back with more. Having a good time being back with you uh, here in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, Mike Luby Lubitz. I'm Jeff DeForest. Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. Wow. I could have saved myself about, uh, I don't even want to say, you know, yeah, double don't worry digits. About how long, yeah. In terms of dimes. <laughs> don't worry about much. <laughs> and just whoosh, little ride down there, about a mile and a half, uh, hour and a half in a car. Uh, that, that's costly now, but. Uh, that would be the biggest expense there because uh, Jimmy John's big chill uh, as a place to dine. Wow, you get the full spectrum. And that's one of the great things about dining in the U.S. of A. is compared to even the great food that's available at all over the place, reasonable prices, outdoor cafes uh, in Italy. But uh, you get such a wide variety of things to try in, in one place here. It's not like you're relegated to like, uh, well, if you like barbecue, this is the place to go. And Jimmy John's big chill. Everything from the freshest of seafood. Remember when the Jimmer went out there and bought that fish off the guy and then uh, took it right to Dominic and Jemmy in the kitchen there and he made it up for somebody? Yep, exactly. Did one of those jobs in the silver foil like you get uh, when you're uh, in Venice in some restaurant where the whole fish is uh, there. And yep, you the whole fish. Yep, yep.
3: That
0: looks pretty good for a whole fish. That's not really my bag, but uh, whatever you want, a freshness of seafood all, all the way down to bar food. I mean, but it's not really I, it's, it's not fair to describe it that way. Because the pizzas are dynamite. I mean, they're very innovative, uh, as good as anything that you would find in Italy, which uh, I, I don't know. Libby, what was your opinion of Italian pizza?
2: It's good. It's just different. They don't They don't really do the marinara sauce on the pizza they do. Yeah. Like, it's like cheese first and then sauce on top. It's, it's, it's a little different. I mean, I liked it. It's not, you know, like Jimmy sure, Johnson's. Yeah,
0: but... Uh, it's not yeah, Italian fisherman. <laughs> nothing like that. I mean, Dominic <laughs> and Jimmy, man, he could open up a shop in Italy, and, and he would dominate the pizza world over there, man. I mean, he would be bigger... <laughs> Uh, you know, than Domino's uh, over there. It would be just uh, unbelievable. Cause, uh, yeah, I mean, the variety is incredible. And, and I'm with you. You know what? I mean, it, it was embarrassing because uh, I asked for a little side of marinara sauce and, uh, you know, some extra cheese. I'm giving you that. <laughs> yeah, and the guy wanted to throw the pie in my face. I was
2: going to say, how'd that go over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to insult Italians when it comes to <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> Telling them that uh, you could have gone down the street at home and gotten a better meal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's a big mistake. All right. You won't have to, uh, you know, uh, be involved in, uh, you know, uh, spreading, uh, you know, and, and you know, uh, profusing any insults at Jimmy John's Big Chill because you're just going to be blown away with how great it is. And that's always a nice feeling. Uh, The nachos, uh, that was a big thing. The professor, a big fan. Uh, His restaurant, well-respected, the foundry. Yep. And uh, so here's a guy who owns a piece of uh, one of the most successful uh, restaurant stories that you have in South Florida. I mean, uh, the way it's taken off, people love the Sunday brunch over there. Uh, and, and he said, man, this is the best stuff I've had outside of my own place. Went back there on his own. Yes. Right? We weren't there. They just went. Yep. It's great. Great atmosphere. Great vibe. Great people. Uh, you're going to love it. Music all day long on the weekends there. I don't know. Do they do that all week long, Luby? I'm not sure.
2: I know the weekends is they a- focus on it. The week, I'm sure they have music, but the live music's a little different.
0: It was like Woodstock, though. I mean, uh, Santa gets off the stage, and uh, here comes, uh, wow, uh, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely amazing. No, uh, it's a great, great place. Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, Mile Marker 104, the Overseas Highway, and that is in the beautiful city of Key Largo. All right, we're coming back with more. We'll we'll take you up until 9 o'clock here on the East Coast. Jeff DeForest and one Mike Lubitz, The Defoe Show here on uh, ION Channel and uh, our various other platforms. And uh, great to be with you later on after hours on the Believe Network, B L E A V. And uh, I don't know what uh, we're doing today. Are we just uh, chewing a fat, uh, Libby, on that thing? We may not
2: have anything today. I have something at 10 I have to do. And then uh, we have uh, the Mayo Lunchbox Extravaganza. So just go there. We've had a lot of really fun stuff. I talked with a a sports lawyer at the end of last week. And we talked a lot of NIL. So BLEAV.com. Search after hours. And then we'll have more new content tomorrow. So definitely check us out there. We have a lot of fun things
0: there. All right. Yeah, I like that. That it's a scratch today. (laughs) I'm I give you, know, sure you, kind of you. <laughs> you a day off. I don't know how am I holding up so far. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I just sort of adapted to the idea that I'm back on this uh, six-hour uh, time frame uh, earlier than it was when we were, uh, you know, uh, roaming around the streets uh, of Rome. Remen went in Rome too. There you go. A lot of, like, sh- a lot of, uh, you know, severed skulls though. Isn't that like? Yes. A weird thing for a city to have its theme built around, and its foundation, <laughs> and its historical perspective all built around severed heads. <laughs> Let that sink in. <laughs> all right, uh, back with more on the uh, Defoe Show here in a moment. Now that the time. Uh, you believe we ended up uh, sneaking into the opera, Louis? that, that was that. my favorite moment. That's I mean It was a night at the opera with Mustang and Defoe,
2: and <laughs> you got in for free.
0: And, uh, you know, I don't know why they got all shook up when I started singing with the guy, because I could relate to his position, even though I had no idea what they were talking about. But it was, uh, you know, uh, a disgrace, uh, whatever he had done to this woman. And she let him know about it. And then her father, I think, came out. Now, I I don't know. The, The story might be just completely different. But it appeared to me that this was what was going on. I love that you. And the guy was cowering in a corner like a masked wrestler, begging for mercy, <laughs> and still singing at the top of his lungs. Unbelievable! I love it. O'Celli has nothing on these guys. <laughs> nothing. I mean, I'm not sure if it was like an amateur performance. I, I think it was very professional. I really do. I mean, the place was called the Teatro d'Opera, Opera, and yeah, it was I'm in sure Rome.
2: Yes, I'm sure it's real, and they wanted to get some Americans in there. That worked to your favor.
0: How how do I roll into like I the equivalent it. of the Metropolitan Opera without a ticket? I love it. Wearing a T-shirt and a pair of shorts, <laughs> I <love that>. and, <laughs> and I'm escorted. I guess it was the Mustang's uh, beauty and charm. Yeah, she probably pull,
2: did something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I, I was outside <laughs> schwitzing. It was a thousand <laughs> degrees outside. But I wanted to go, man. And I was like, yeah, why sort not? of my idea. Yeah, I, I kept pushing, and I said, yeah, you want to go see these three tenors, but. She was expecting, like, Pavarotti, and uh, it was (laughs) not. Literally, the guy that that popped on stage was selling gelato at the store next door. (laughs) Pistachio, I said. Pistachio. No, the green one. No, not the chocolate mint. Right? Is pistachio your favorite flavor of gelato? I'll have to ask Mayo that.
2: Yeah, ask him that. I don't know if we have pistachio. All
0: right. No, that happens to be my favorite. That's like of right. any any ice cream. I mean, uh, go out of my I, I can't say that, but uh, no, I I, 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 always, like, I only popped for uh, one gelato while I was there. One gelato. Yeah,
2: I wanted it the whole time in both because Greece it's the same thing. Like every corner there's gelato. Like they live for yeah. their gelato in both in Greece and in Italy. And I wanted it the whole time because it's everywhere and everyone's eating it and it's just all over the place and we never. A- have everywhere, to yeah, there. it doesn't matter, man. People are going <laughs> into the opera
0: with like a cone attached to always, catch their face. Always. Wearing elegant gowns and, you know, very exquisite Italian like suits. Oh, sola mio. You couldn't help but sing with this guy, though. I mean, he was I you so pain. at the hands of this <laughs> evil father who came in to just teach him a lesson. I mean, if you could get spanked, you know, just by the sound of a man's voice, that that's what this, uh, you know, uh, happening was. I don't know what opera it was, though, Luby. I mean, are there more, how many operas are there? Like, a uh, lot? You know, varieties of opera. A, a
2: lot. There's a lot, I presume. I kind of
0: like the clown opera, though, you know, where the guy, you know, it's a lot of joking around, even though the guy's, like, slashing his wrists. Uh, you know, or severing heads. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't a head rolling down the aisle when we got in there. <laughs> how did we get in for free, though, Luby? I, I don't know. I, the I, guy literally opened the side door and gave us a little motion, like, go ahead, sit down over there. <laughs> and I thought, like, he was just giving us, like, a glimpse of the thing, so was I was, say, like, a little panicky. And like, then and and I was like, "Yeah, no, no <laughs> just close the doors. Great. What's two more?
3: <laughs>
2: exactly, that's
3: great. All
0: right, coming back with more here on the Defoe Show. Great to be with you in a moment. Now that.
3: The time.
0: It's 823. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play, when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park.
2: These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Land Lovers raw bar and grill in the plantation location, because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery thank goodness for landlumbers for making you always feel
1: right at home. Catholic Health Services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. Our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living, post-acute care following a serious health event, or additional medical care at home, we also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic Health Services, South Florida's number one choice for post-acute and End-of-life care. Visit CatholicHealthServices.org.
0: You know, people don't like being lied to. That's always the thing. With Pete Rose, if he had just said, "Of course, I bet the Reds." What are you talking about? I had money on every game. We know you did, Pete. It's all right. I mean, now it'd be accepted. In fact, uh, they would have. Uh, it's only a matter of time before the manager of the two teams is asked who he likes in the game. <laughs> All right, we're going down on the field there. Uh, we got Tony LaRusso. Tony, uh, what do you think tonight? White Sox minus 135? Well, you know, we're going to go to the pen right away, and I'm going to make like seven righty-lefty switches at inappropriate times, and I'm going to wear on my bullpen. In fact, all of these guys worked in the game last night, so I I would think this. I would take the points, take the runs, and take the price on the Boston Red Sox tonight to beat us. I would not lay uh, 135 to win 100 on the Chicago White Sox. Okay, thanks, Tony. Let's go to Alex Cora. Cora, what do you got? Well, you know, we got all our heavy hitters at the beginning of the lineup tonight, uh, and they really pound this White Sox pitcher the last time he was out there. So I would think that we're a good bet. Money line, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> When's that going to happen? I mean, that's going to be part of the pregame shows now.
2: Enjoy your trip to work with lots of laughs, thanks to Defo and Luby. Now on the Defo Show.
0: Welcome back to the show. Going to be with you here at the Depot Show on uh, ION Channel, Jets Forrest and Mike Luby Lubitz. And uh, with you till 9 o'clock here on the East Coast, Uh, first day back, a little bit of ring rust, but uh, just, I don't know. It's so much fun to be in front of you people here uh, talking about the sporting world and various other things. That uh, just feels good. Uh, Luby, it feels good to be back uh, in uh, the so-called big chair here. Uh, even though um, did have a little catastrophe early on, uh, equipment failure here, and I, I'm not sure how to fix this, so that that may be a while. You look good. I don't know. This, I mean, what, this new have lighting configuration. Me.
2: People have to tell me because I I have low standards when it comes to that stuff. But yes, from my end, you. Uh, no, look that's been good. discussed
0: uh, many times. I'm so sure your low well, standards in this regard. Yeah, well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm t- being told by other people certain things matter more than others and then we'll catch up with the other things but anyways you look at yeah. me and i haven't usually right. our p- people are very quick to tell us when shit's wrong <laughs> So no one's i don't, don't look like i need a standing eight count after <laughs> i don't enough, think uh, so you look good uh,
0: but i had a day to recover so uh, that, that was good yeah. and it was absolutely necessary that's what to i told you yeah, readjusted no to uh, when did you get here sunday
2: like when did you actually land
0: oh well, uh, we got in uh late in the afternoon yeah okay so, uh, you know, I had a little time to unwind there, and, and then I was a little discombobulated. Yep. And, and uh, yesterday would have been a rough one for me to get up and uh, do the show. So I'm glad that, that you were able to carry on. And uh, no less, I mean, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, guy that was uh, a genuine media critic uh, w- with much acclaim uh, back in the day uh, when he was writing for the Sun Sentinel, Jim Sarney said that you did a great job flying solo while I was gone.
2: I appreciate it, and uh, Jim was very I didn't supportive. hear
0: that from any anybody else. Though, <laughs> I'm sure.
2: I'm sure. People were very nice and supportive, and
0: there was always a theory that uh, you wanted to have a weak substitute uh, whenever you left these I'm, kind of I've heard your, positions. I've heard for a it while, so. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm sure it fit that well, because
0: <laughs> every now and then, the guy who was weak to begin with, who had the position, would have a strong substitute. A- in fact, uh, you know, I-, I got a little lucky in that regard. And my beginnings in Miami that uh, people thought I was, uh, you know, a decent option for even the the regular mainstay talent. And then uh, next thing you know, one thing led to another. And here we are today. Yep. Doing this uh, same thing. All right, so so many things happened. I mean, it transpired, and, and uh, we did see uh, Pat Riley surface yesterday. Pat Riley, the great Pat yeah, Riley. Yeah, like a two-hour <laughs>
2: pressure that never he ended. challenged but...
0: Ira Winderman to uh, a push-up contest. <laughs> 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 right, talk about picking uh, your opposition, uh, You know, being able to pick your opponents. <laughs> I don't think Jerry Cooney had uh, his opponents as hand-picked. As Pat Riley was intimating uh, when he, uh, you know, l- stuck a finger out uh, in the air there and pointed right at Ira Winderman. Now, Winderman's not, not in bad shape. Uh, I don't know. Could Winderman out, uh, you know, outdo uh, Pat Riley in a push-up contest? I don't think so. Now Riley sounds- looked uh, amazingly fit, did he not? He's 77 years old. Holy Michelangelo.
2: I didn't realize he was 77. That was the thing. And the fact that he's 77 and he's still is as ornery and motivated as ever was,
0: was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. caught me off guard totally. See, I, I don't know. I mean, is it me? I mean, after you lose, you lose. Well, what are you going to do? Nah, you're going to agonize right over it forever. I mean, uh, you lose a game, you lose a game. No, OK, right, that ain't right if either. you know you're very good and, and uh, you know, you, you should have beaten this opponent uh, and you thought you should have won. OK, then, then figure it out, as uh, Mike Westhoff alluded to uh, in the title of his book. Right. The uh, former coach, there, a special teams coach who uh, we're, were, you know, we, we owe it to Mike. to get. I'll try him and get him on him
2: tomorrow, him. tomorrow. Honestly, I was waiting
0: for you. I, I yeah. wasn't going to have him on the show without you. So, oh, back, I love so I'll try and get him uh, on tomorrow. It's true. I mean, you figure it out. I, I don't know. But but Riley, really, I mean, this, this is something that, uh, you know, he, he freely admits that uh, he, he was like sick after the heat went down to the Boston Celtics. When hates
2: the Celtics, he has a strong hatred. Ainge may be gone, but his thing with the Celtics going back to the Lakers is very strong. <laughs>
0: he, he can't stand I mean, that, that would be the thing. Uh, you know, And I, I love Pat Riley at any time. I, I mean, I, I've probably interviewed him. Uh, Maybe 20 times, uh, you know, on different shows that I was on. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was always great. Uh, I made that individual video for us yep. to celebrate the 10 years that we had on the air. Little yep. did he you know, uh, you know, that we were in the twilight of that run. <laughs> <laughs> we said it at the time. I mean, there's no guarantee. Uh, you know, we make it to, the, you know, uh, 10 years in one day in that record, right? They, they were likely in fact, I think it would have delighted the management there more if they had been able to call us during that anniversary show. But <laughs> <And they> <laughs> Dan head. Marino was taking time out of his busy day to give us like 20 minutes of laughter on the air there and reminiscing about all the great things that happened uh, during his Dolphin tenure talking about a lot of people. I mean uh, how great was that? Didn't you feel good? Yes, it was great. Uh, you're thinking, wow, this is this is a real tribute. But uh, if management had had their way at the uh, previous uh, stop there that we had at at 940 wins here in Miami, uh, you know, a, a fine iHeartMedia outlet, which uh, now is, uh, mm. I don't know, do you root against him? You think You think Gerard Gallant wants to win this Stanley Cup just to stick it in the rear end of uh, Vinnie Viola and the Florida Panthers?
2: I would say no. I mean, he seems to be doing a lot better than the Panthers.
0: Do you get that way, though? I mean Oh, uh, I do. You know, we're, oh we're, yeah, I'm competitive. take delight in the suffering of those that have done you wrong or, or – who you perceive to have uh, maybe wronged you or, or uh, you know, uh, done done a backstabbing maneuver. I, in, look, in your i lifetime. talking
2: to you and you've been like this the entire time. I try not to worry about those. I try to move forward. Yeah. But yeah. when certain things pop up and you see that things aren't going as well as when we were there, yes, I yeah. do snicker. Like, oh, really? Yeah, Shocking. There.
0: Let's <laughs> There's any kind of performing artist, uh, if you could call it what we're doing that, uh, you know, I mean, You like to see the fact that these people look like fools now bury themselves (laughs) and can't resurrect, uh, you know, what they had going before because they're too asinine to admit that they made a mistake. Pretty much. Correct. Yeah. That's the way in the world. This is the decision making, uh, you know, uh, level. Of uh, business in America, well, I no wonder. Feel, we're going into it. It makes me
2: feel better because Riley, you would think, okay, the more success you have, the less you do that. No, no, the more success you have, the more they do it. Like
0: Riley I, I, and Jordan. See, I never, and never felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really don't harbor any bitterness to yeah, anybody I that I've ever worked for in the past, or uh, you know, anybody that I've dealt with. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, at one point they gave you an opportunity. It's up to you to make the most of it. And uh, you know that there are no guarantees. Um, you know, when, when you have a run of like 40 years in a certain business uh, in any type of performing, uh, you're, you're either just a lucky stiff or, you know, you, you had a good run. And, uh, you know, maybe you were very good at what you did. And, uh, you know, it's up to you to get the most out of it, just like it's up to us now, uh, you know, with this that th- thing that's going on here. But but I, I never was inclined. I, I would think Gerard Gallant, I, I doubt that he has the Panthers no, organization on his mind. Because uh, you know, if the Rangers can win this game tonight, Luby, I mean, think about it, right? This Gerard Gallant accomplished something we mentioned this uh, the other week that uh, only Mike Keenan was was able to do. Uh, and, and Brett Tesser, that was interesting. His allusion to the hockey coaches, and I didn't because pick the uh, one guy. you know, there are certain guys <laughs> that can come in and immediately ignite a team and, and get the franchise rolling, but. To sustain it, uh, you know, they they wear out their welcome very quickly. Tortorella being one of those guys. Well, Tortorella is well known for
2: that. Gallant went to the Kings too, right? Didn't he take the Kings to a cup?
0: No, no, he went to uh, Las Vegas. The, uh, the Knights, the Knights, okay. Yeah, not, yeah and I was, and he uh, The New Stanley,
2: Stanley Cup final. Yes, that's what I'm the saying. It would yeah. have been his second if he can win this series. And the Rangers were not thought to be a Stanley Cup contender for no, most of this no, year. No
0: mention of that. Yeah, if they no. can take
2: two different franchises to the Stanley Cup. He's not worried about the Panthers. Like he's to me, he would have been far removed from whatever the hell happened you don't, there. You
0: don't think secretly he's laughing at the unceremonious oh, that, yeah. uh, departure that he had with the Florida Panthers, literally leaving him on a bus yeah, stop. Yeah, they haven't gone anywhere since. On a snowy street in Saskatchewan.
2: <laughs> I love you He's throwing the them off the bus. <laughs>
0: hey Jerry, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> what do you mean I'm out? Out what? Out where? And they gave him cab fare. They 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 they, they crushed like uh, you know whatever uh, a couple of Canadian coins in his hand and said, here, take a taxi, and here's a pair of snowshoes. You might need these. <laughs> You can't get dumped. I, I I don't know that I've ever seen a more inglorious dumping of a coach. Billy Martin, when he got fired six times by George Steinbrenner, it was never as ugly and painful to think about as that, was it? I mean, it's like it uh, when, when Jim McKinley told me about how they they ripped the name off the locker of the kicker who missed a game uh, possible game winning field goal uh, when he was playing in the USFL and he was coaching the uh, Oklahoma Outlaws. And, and, and before the guy even got to his locker, his name had been removed. <laughs> I'd this guy, rough. they shoved off the bus. They rough. shoved him off the bus, Libby. <laughs> oh, look, I think he snickers and he smiles. How indignant is that? You get kicked out of a guy's car, right? You're smoking in a guy's car. He says, hey, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> Libby. You're out of here. And leaves you on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Some girl, you know, that you're having a fight with in a car, and, and you say, you know what? Just let me out here, right? Yeah. No. Because uh, this is getting ugly, right? So so she lets you out, and then you realize I'm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And she drives off. How the hell am I going to get out of here? <laughs> So for that one demonstrative move, where, where you finally felt like you had the upper hand, oh yeah, take that! You yeah, no way. boom, you end up losing. <laughs> I'd be screwed.
2: <laughs> My best of it.
0: So Riley, it surprised me though. A man of his yes. distinction, I I can't see him like being physically ill, as he described it, and and you could see he meant it. Oh no, he's he
2: still lives and Which dies only... with it. It's crazy. It's seventy seven.
0: I think, you know, people say we were exaggerating how he felt when he got stiffed at that uh, Las Vegas meeting he was supposed yeah. to have with LeBron. <laughs> we underestimated it. We badly underestimated that. <laughs> to the point tears. of embarrassment. <laughs> LeBron, he, he must have been face down in front of the circus circus. <laughs> where, like, no cars even come to pick people up at the circus circus. <laughs> no, no cars, no taxis even come through there. None. Zero. Nobody that goes there can afford a cab, and uh, no cab driver wants to come and pick anybody up that just left the circus circus, even if you went to the steakhouse. (laughs) And there's Riley, face down in front. I mean, uh, literally, uh, you know, just getting trampled by the losers that go into this place. And they're on their way out after being emptied out. And there's, you know, the distinguished, I mean, uh, basketball genius, executive of the century, Pat Riley. And uh, he is just crushed in defeat because LeBron James decided that uh, <laughs> it ain't happening, Pat. I'm going to Cleveland. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Him and the Mick embarrassed themselves. I mean, uh, it was just, uh, you know, sad. Mickey Harrison, right? Private jet. Uh, they probably wouldn't even let it take off after that. <laughs> Saying what? No, no, LeBron's got clearance first there, Mickey. You wait.
2: Look, that's the thing is for me as a Heat fan, though, it actually it makes me because a lot you and I've talked about this for the last five years, like how motivated is Riley to stay? It's scary that he's this motivated. I almost feel for him that he's still this motivated that he
0: can't let it go. I mean, oh, 100 percent. Well, he wants to
2: leave with them in good hands. Like you can tell between Er Nick Harrison, uh, Andy Ellisberg and Spolstra that they'll be able to handle it. But he wants to make sure that they have the right foundation. Uh, How
0: much do you think he's doing, though? I mean, I don't know. You saw Derek Jeter at the ballgame every (laughs) day. And you couldn't figure out what this guy was doing. And and I don't think we'll ever know what Derek Jeter was doing with the uh, Miami Marlins.
2: Well, I think Jeter wanted to do more, and he wasn't. I think Riley, we all thought, wasn't doing a lot. That yeah. pressure, he, he's involved in some way. I'll tell you that right now, because he's hurt from that loss. It's like, dude, if you're far removed, you're not that you hurt. You would
0: have thought he played. You really <laughs> would Yes. And, and he missed a uh, game-winning three. Yes. Instead of Jimmy Butler.
2: Like, he's answering, and he knows everyone by name. Like, like, he's talking about Duncan, and he calls him. he calls him Max. And he's like, Tyler. I'm like... What are you doing, Wiley? What are you doing? <laughs> like, Why are you this involved?
0: Like- well, that's the thing about a basketball team, though. I mean, uh, it's small enough where you can be sort of intimate about the people that play for you, especially if they're on the team for a couple of years. So he, he said that uh, Lowry needs to get in shape. Yep. That ain't good. No, Pat doesn't like that. And, you know, you can't imagine Jimmy Butler is going to allow a guy, a fat guy, to go pudging around (laughs) out there and uh, and be a shell of himself uh, and pull a hammy every time he bends down to pick up a piece of paper. (laughs) And Bam out of bio. I mean, uh, everybody's been saying the same thing for a long time. Needs to get uh, more aggressive uh, on the offensive end and, uh, you know, try to dominate a little bit more, which he might be capable of, right?
2: Besides, he did it two games in the series. Yeah. Like, he shows flashes of it. Look, Riley said it in the different way, because that's why he's Riley. He was like, we have put too much on him. It's on us to find out how to do it. And he's yeah. not wrong. I mean, Skolnick has said that. Like, when I, when I slam Bam, he's like, it's not Bam. Like, someone has to get him the ball. Someone has to put him in the right position, or they need to work on it where he's more confident in controlling the basketball.
0: He, he, he does do seem it. passive at times. Uh, you know, he come out For to games. the high post there, and just catch it. the ball, and, and just immediately dish it off into the corner. Yep. And, and uh, you're thinking, eh, put some pressure on these guys. Yep. Bam Adebayo, you're a beast. Yep. Makes sense. And I know, I mean, how, how do you not get that through to a player? You, you would think a player would enjoy becoming more assertive and more aggressive uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, especially a physical position uh, like Bam Adebayo plays. And obviously he's going to be a guy that's going to be you know, trying to do something on the interior of a basketball court that is far more wide open than it used to be. I mean, it's not like he's banging with Bells Bellamy in there. No, oh, the paint probably...
2: Right. The paint.
0: paint's uh, far more wide open because of the uh, ridiculous proliferation of threes, which my man Phil Mushnick keeps saying is absolutely an abortion. <laughs>
2: well, if you're watching this series, the Celtics, which should be that old school team. No, no. <laughs> they shoot a lot of threes. <laughs> like, and the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, we know what the Warriors do. They just jack up. Well, and, and, and
0: one shot Steph Curry took, well, before the end of the half. There, that was Poole. No, Poole. You... The
2: kid Poole did it. Oh, no. Oh, Curry yeah? before I... half. Curry before half. Poole did it yeah. before
0: the end of the third. Sorry. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that was one step over the half-court stripe, and, yes. and he shot it as if he was shooting free throws, uh, you know, to see <laughs> whose side he was going to be on at the beginning of the game. Unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they do make that look uh, a lot easier than it is, but uh, the percentages when they're bad are, are, are just especially putrefyingly ugly. And, you know, and Mushnick uh, in the New York Post, of course, uh, the media critic there, and, uh, you know, he comments on a lot of different things. And, yeah, I mean, he may be a little bit sour. Uh, what would you say, Phil Mushnick? A you, little. You, <laughs> <laughs> he's so mean. He's, but he's not always like, wrong. No, I mean, some of his themes, he, he pounds him in, in, into uh, Mike Tyson territory, Bolivian. But, um, you know, not that we don't hear. But, you know, Mushnick <laughs> especially. I mean, uh, there are only so many times that you can mention what a ripoff PSLs are. Personal <laughs> oh, he's still licensing.
2: I haven't heard that in my like years. He's still bitching. Oh, about he that.
0: works that in every time, right? Oh, God. It's like if something happens to you and uh, you have any kind of celebrity stature, uh, which I experienced myself there, as minor as it was, uh, there's always an allusion in by certain people to uh, whatever it was uh, that, uh, you know, uh, seemed to be, uh, you know, maybe a a little bit uh, out of bounds with whatever the uh, legal guidelines were at the time. Those things are always mentioned. You know what I'm talking about. All right. So uh, (laughs) at least... You know, the, we we need to bring it up again. I mean, uh, it just uh, it, it isn't worth it. Uh, but but anyway, uh, you know, and, and every time he mentions Roger Goodell, he, he mentions that uh, Roger Goodell, the guy who told you that PSLs were a good idea <laughs> and a great investment.
2: <laughs> He's still talking. About, that's funny.
0: Which you can now buy a seat next to the poor schmuck that paid fifty thousand a season for this uh, personal seat license to go to a uh, you know a Giants game where they are foreign. 13 every year yep. um you know and, and and that guy sitting next to him the fat guy with the popcorn is able to afford the popcorn because he only paid eight bucks for exactly the <laughs> he's on StubHub, and uh you know and and, and you're looking and going how, how is it possible that that, that this rich m Effer has been so classically i mean just absolutely uh, you know royally hosed and, and here's this poor schmuck from, uh, you know, uh, so, somewhere in uh, <laughs> Totoa. You know, whose last sporting event was a Bobby Ches fight at the skating rink. <laughs> and he's got eight buck tickets to go see the Giants on the 50-yard line. It's crazy. All right. We're coming back with more. Uh, don't forget about Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill and uh, Hylia Park, two of our uh, fine sponsors, man. Uh, we appreciate their support, along with Catholic Health Services, Texas Roadhouse, and all of the other fine people represented here on the show it's the defo show uh, i'm i'm reluctant but i'm thinking about sending this guy an email no the guy that's got the 170 don't. Don't, don't 170 dimes please just leave it alone please he's got throat <laughs> cancer for God's sake. let well, me check on tomorrow what are you talking about
3: please please leave it alone
0: that gets him right away, man. That's, I know you're uh, almost
2: 71, but from what I know, you haven't been a doddering old man yet. Let's not go there willingly. <laughs> like, fight it. I, I don't think
0: I've been completely duped financially yet. No, uh, you know, haven't. my old age. Yeah. So let's not. <laughs> <laughs> let's hold on there. All right. So you're saying that's an unwise Leave maneuver. Leave it alone. You, and uh, he's uh, like, if you actually. Gave,
2: Andy, man, was actually like, if you actually give them your info, your account info, good luck. Yeah. It's going to be fun what they do with that account. So. Just leave it alone.
0: Oh, no. That would be a butcher job. You talk about a severed <laughs> head. You'd be getting alarms from your bank all day. Uh, good morning, way, Mr. DeForest. It? Did you really mean to clean out your account in its entirety <laughs> and unload the money to some unknown foreign address?
2: <laughs> Why is it say Spain?
0: No, no, no not, not really. I mean, is that what happened? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I sent that schmo an email. Yeah, leave it alone. Okay, no, I'm, I'm going to dodge that. I, I just think it's hysterical that it came up uh, on our show chat line here yes, today. Yes, it's weird. As if uh, this guy wanted to know whether to bet the money on a Celtic. <laughs> 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 right, i <I'm> back. <laughs> Tell him to put it all on Boston land three and a half tomorrow night. <laughs> See how much he has left. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I was talking to Sky, though, I, I just want to get this in really quickly here while I, uh, you know, I remembered that this was a line of conversation I was aiming towards uh, like about an hour and a half ago. Pretty much. But but the Celtics, uh, before the season, the Celtics, I think, were 50-1 to 1 to win the championship in the NBA. They were not highly regarded. Yes. In spite of having Jason Tatum, obviously he hadn't blossomed to this level of uh, stardom. Uh, you know, even though he, he was obviously uh, on the rise and, and very much established going into this year, he, he, he wasn't necessarily going to be recognized as being this good. And uh, the Jalen Brown thing, uh, you know, people didn't know. Could they coexist? They were still asking that question. You had a first-year coach in Udoka and uh, not a lot of uh, large expectations, did you? Not no. Boston no. Celtic?
2: And they started out poor, which made their expectations even less.
0: Right. So, so now know, you have this in-season adjustment betting, which is being encouraged all over the place. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course – you know, you're, you're already into the Celtics at fifty to one. Why wouldn't you have bet them when it looked like it was impossible yep. for them to even make the playoffs at, at like a hundred to one? Yep, going harder. Yep. All right. So, and that begs a magic question. I, I think it's you know, uh, there's only one answer here, and that is, uh, let's say you had done it. All right, you took a dime out of the bank and you said, as poorly as they're playing, as much dysfunction as there seems to be inside the Celtics organization. Uh, I'm gonna forget the fact that I hated Danny Ainge, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bet every dime I, you know, of this thousand on the Celtics at 101. one. All right. Now you're sitting there, one-one in the finals uh no, before that series started what would you not have unloaded you're gonna win a hundred grand if you win this bet you have to hedge like 100. a monster
2: <laughs> like i would be hedging just to hedge
0: at that point like are you kidding me do you hedge 10 do you hedge, hedge 20
2: a lot like if you actually make it through this whole fucking season get to two game sevens where they should have lost both series get get to the warriors oh my
0: god <sighs> well, well, I, I mean, what there's no me. way that you should leave yourself in a position to lose the thousand. No, that, no, that would no. be my belief. I, no I, way. I mean, uh, any mathematical permutation would lead you to the conclusion that, uh, you know what? Uh, because I've gotten this far by, like, bizarre luck. I mean, winning game seven on the road against the Miami Heat, who had looked so sharp in game six. Yep, yep, no way. In front of Pat Riley. In yeah. front of Pat Riley and no. Bob McAdoo. I know. <laughs> Gods of basketball are looking on, mm-hmm. and 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 putting their heart and soul into the Miami Heat, and you win that game, and you've got a hundred grand coming if uh, they win the finals. So, I mean, don't you hedge off what? I, I'd, ten say grand. I'd say ten. ten. I'd say ten. Ten
2: at a minimum. I yeah. say ten because winning ninety is a, a monster score, and if you win ten, at least okay, cool. You know, I'm right. you didn't
0: lose a dime. You you win nine thousand yep. for the season for making what? Seemed to be a, a, just an absolutely mindlessly stupid bet. <laughs> the Andy Man's When yeah. they more, were right? buried. I mean, you, you waited until they were the ruins of Pompeii, my friend. Yeah. To, uh, uh, Andy Man's and then you go mode.
2: 25K. Which is actually even more, because 75 is a really nice score, and 25, either way you have a nice score. And that way you're like sitting pretty, you can enjoy the series and not fucking stress out (laughs) the whole series. (laughs) Yes,
0: because either way you win at that point. Yep, that's win-win. And and that's what I said to this gentleman. Uh, That was my concluding thought to him. I hope I imparted some wisdom to him. I said, either way you win. Yep. And that's an admirable position to be in.
2: Yes, yes, that's a rare, as a gambler, that's a very rare, that's a rare position to be in.
0: Forget about this lawyer that won the Johnny Depp case. Uh, she's become a big deal. I think her last name is Vasquez. It's in his. Oh, Camille,
2: the one that she's like the third lawyer. That's what's great. She was like yeah. the associate and
0: she just was a monster.
2: <laughs> like my wife's in love with her. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who is the chick with the, the big, uh, you know, uh, blonde Afro? Abramson. Leslie Abramson. Was that her name? Oh, the- she was in the Menendez Brothers trial. And- she, she was particularly, I mean, uh, like, uh, you know, rough on the people. You know, Leslie Abramson, I, I, I want to say I'm going to go with that. Right. She had sure. a big kind of bozoic hair, but she, you know, but, but she was effective. I, I I didn't see a lot of the depth trial, uh, you know, and I wouldn't have been inclined to watch too much of it. I, I mean, as we said, the great part about it was that you had two actors yes. testifying.
2: That was the only entertaining part. They made it like a movie
0: and they bought none of Amber Heard. (laughs) I mean, you know, she could have produced like, uh, you know, Mark's like she had just fought Tommy Heard (laughs) and see nothing there. (laughs) That was a bizarre (laughs) whole thing. I don't know. I I, I thought that they were going to award Johnny Depp a dollar. You know, it was going to be like the uh, USFL trial. Yeah. and then maybe trebly uh, damages to three and, and he would have felt like Donald Trump walking away with that $3 check going uh, way to bury a league, Donnie way to bury a league <laughs> right, we'll come back and uh, wrap this thing up it's uh, been a lot of fun being with you I, I will not uh, contact this gentleman here with 150,000 euros dying of throat cancer yeah, please don't. in uh, what is it, Senegal I think, this Where, is Spain. This I, I think this is Spain somewhere in Romania I <laughs> it was Spain where are the internet criminals Spain. really hanging out like Spain, oh, Spain,
2: but lives in France. I, yeah. So you saying Italy because they're listening all the time? Hit some nerve, and because we haven't had anything like this ever, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know why that would happen. On, on uh, Is
0: this uh, one of the gypsy people? Yeah, oh, the same feels picture like of the two kids. <laughs> they same
2: home. two kids. <laughs> Miles away, You're in southern to northern Italy. This gypsy's trying to feed these
0: two <laughs> poor starving children. Unbelievable, man. Oh, yeah, uh, they, they, they really were the most relentless salespeople that, that I've ever seen in terms of begging the uh, gypsies if they want a job. Uh, up the streets
2: <laughs> We could use that. We could put them on the streets <laughs> here. I on Channel be sold out
0: for a lifetime. Jackie, I have nothing to worry about. I'm going to hire a gypsy to sell the show. Yeah. <laughs> we could use that. Probably have a better shot. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with more here in a moment. Uh, Once again, Hylia Park. Wow, Belmont Stakes coming up. That's going to be dynamite. Frank Fiore. I mean, do you love Frankie's attention to detail? You talk about Pat Riley, you know. Frankie agonizes over every detail. He really does. And, And you know what? It's his anxiety that makes it all go here because he makes sure that they get it right no matter what, under all circumstances. It's never a problem. Snap a finger, bingo. Something's happening. Very much like the service we had at the various hotels we checked into. In or three stops in Italy, uh, you could not have been more attentive to the needs of the people. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, really super. And they made you feel like they uh, wanted you there. That's how it is at Hylia Park, right? Not cold like that, uh, you know, James Bond Casino in Venice. I mean, uh, just warmth, and and you feel great. Great place to punch away. We were there for the Kentucky Derby. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the excitement, the enthusiasm in the room. And and when those uh, guys behind us, uh, they must have had this horse yeah, at like 80 did. to 1. Yep. Wow. As they told us. The guy high-fived <laughs> me so hard, I thought I got punched by Deontay Wilder. <laughs> like I was doing mitts, you know, before, and Wilder was, you know, starting to picture the fact that he really hated <laughs> to uh, get in there with Tyson Fury. Hated him. Right? He thought Tyson was full of crap. And then, boom, cracks your right hand. Uh, but that's the kind of enthusiasm you get there. It's a, it's a tremendous spirit. It'll be a great place to take in the Belmont Stakes. It's Highly Apart, champion simulcasting room, casino, poker room, all kinds of entertainment, great food and drink. It's all happening at beautiful Highly Apart. All right, coming back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. 853.
4: Hey, folks, Tony Segretto here. Let me ask you a question What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. You're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. Good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand-cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight?
1: From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the tiki bar jimmy johnson's big chill has it all located at mile marker 104 the big chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the florida keys it's simply the hottest spot in the keys to cool off that's jimmy johnson's big chill at mile marker 104 in key largo for more information. Call today at
2: 305-453-9066. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Verizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, for you call insurance company call horizon public adjusters and justina kesta at 954-809-8752 i have sinned against you my lord the only way to get your morning started is with defo joined by luby right here on the defo show
0: Well, welcome back to the show. A lot of fun being with you today. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz here. Uh, I on channel various other uh, streaming formats, video, audio. We uh, do it all for you here on The DeFoe Show. You can Google The DeFoe Show and catch uh, the complete archive of DeFoe Shows, which uh, there now is an established and, uh, you know, substantial archive of shows that we put together here for you. And it uh, feels good to be uh, so-called back in the saddle again. Uh, the uh, Rangers game tonight against the Lightning. Uh, yes. Wow, well, I, I mean, the, Nikita Khrushchev, man. He banged the shoe once again there. It was a big factor in this game. Uh, it, it did look like – and, and it, this always scares me. When, when you have a, a champion on the threshold of defeat, and, and it was one of the uh, things that we'll never know the answer to uh, about that French Open. When uh, Nadal was going in the semifinal uh, against uh, Sasha Zverev, uh, the uh, German uh, tennis player who uh, had been you know, playing playing very well. I mean, uh, there were a lot of guys that were doing top-notch work on the uh, red clay. I was surprised Paz kind of uh, faded Man. out early in the French Open. I-, I thought maybe he might do something, that he was maturing. It, it shows you how tough it is and how amazing it is. Uh, to be one one of the uh, big three and, and to have dominated, yeah, you know, uh, Brett Tesser was talking about the dominance of the Patriots organization, remarkable under the circumstances. I mean, to have like Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer for so dominate long. tennis the way they did, yep, and and Nadal still winning Slam events now. Joker's I've probably going to win a few more. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that, yeah. He may end up as the all-time leader, even though Nadal now has a uh, two-grand slam edge over Novak Djokovic. But uh, Nadal is possibly going to make his exit this year Yeah, at 36. He's banged up a ton of injuries. He's played remarkably well uh, this year. Uh, Now, uh, we know he's a monster on the red clay. He's won the tournament 14 times. So uh, what is that? That's seven times 14 is 70 plus uh, 28. So, uh, that, that's, uh, 98 matches there. And, and then he had to win a few matches before his, uh, three losses. I'm sure he'd won uh, a few early rounds. But, uh, so his record would be something like, uh, 120 and three. No, it's insane. In it matches, I mean, he,
2: if he makes it to the finals, he doesn't lose. He's 14 and oh. He's never lost in the finals.
0: Never lost in the finals. Talk about, uh, Tony Spredo and, uh, who's going to join us tomorrow and being in the, in the big moment. moment. And in this uh, case, uh, now this uh, other half of the draw was a lot softer than what Nadal had to deal with because he had to mow down Djokovic first and, and then Zverev, who uh, uh, rolled an ankle and had to retire after he's six in the second set, about to go to the tiebreaker. And he, he had lost a tiebreaker that he was seemingly in command of in the first set. So we, we don't know. Would Nadal have made it out of that match? Because Zverev is in great shape and had been playing a lot of the red clay tournaments. Leading up to this one, I, I think he was in action every week and went deep into all of those tournaments. And I believe he won one of those. Uh, so, uh, you know, he, he'd been playing great. And who knows, I mean, if Nadal wears out in a match that already had 24 games played, plus a uh, an extensive tiebreaker that Nadal won 10-8. But, uh, wow, I mean, you know, what a performance, though. Uh, you, you know, you have to say, uh, overall, by this guy who's fighting all kinds of injuries, he said, I can't feel my leg. I mean, uh, you know, I guess he got juiced before the 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 final matchup there with with his (laughs) chronically, uh, you know, ailing foot. And uh, so he he was kind of like walking around here on one foot like Chester from Gunsmoke and uh, still was able to uh, carve out just a crucifying. I mean, that destroyed this guy, Casper Root, who'd been playing uh, very, very well. So so that was interesting. And now they're on to the grass courts. And, uh, Wimbledon. Now, does Joker bounce back and win Wimbledon? Probably. That would be the question. Yeah, that's
2: the kind of, I can see
0: that. Like, that's, it feels like that's the move. I mean, look, your guy,
2: Alcaraz, got sort of dis, dispatched, and I, I feel like he'll is make a, surprisingly a move. Surprisingly, exit,
0: yeah. uh, you know, at the tournament early. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Medvedev is not the same, uh, since, uh, he's kind of come back. So, uh, maybe he gets it back together. Uh, he, he may be in, I mean, he, he seems to be off form. Medvedev, who was the number one player in the world and, and was winning everything, right? This skinny, uh, schmanky-looking guy looks like Ichabod Crane out there. And, uh, and man, he, he, he was, you know, becoming a dominant force in tennis, say, even uh, exceeding uh, like Djokovic, who hasn't really rounded completely into form since that whole cockamamie thing that he had going on with the Australian Open.
2: With the covid moment
0: whatever. Yeah. So th- th- there's a score to be made there, though, right? Coco was 2-1. to one. Jim Sarney pointed out uh, to me uh, that uh, Coco was 2-1 to one against uh, Sloan Stevens, who isn't as good as Coco uh, is at this Not point. Not right now, no. She She's, she's you know, off. tried to bounce back from uh, being in a long slump, and uh, Coco's on the rise. So uh, they're, they're, you, you were gifted from the gods of gambling a 2-1 to one proposition in, in what was a straight-set whitewashing by the uh, lovely Coco Graph. Yes. And then uh, I, I thought that the uh, other girl, uh, she went against some Italian girl in the uh, semifinal round, and I, I thought she would have no chance against Coco. And, and, and then likewise, uh, Coco against Swiatek. Nobody's beating that girl. Uh, All right, I mean, now. How, how much longer can she run? Wow. Uh, what do you think? 35 in a row is insane. 35 in a row, Serena-esque. Yeah. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, We uh, hope to get on a long winning streak here on uh, ION Channel and our other platforms. Uh, For Mike Luby-Lubitz, great being back with you. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll have Tony Segretto with us going old school. Brought to you by Texas Roadhouse Restaurants and Catholic Health Services. Until then, uh, you guys have a great day. Good to be back with you. Uh, We'll do it again tomorrow at 7 here. I'm Jeff DeForest for Mike Luby-Lubitz, and uh, so long as we leave you know that. The time... Did I almost do it? Did I almost do a Gordon Sully there?
2: Yeah, you were about to do it. I'm like, okay, I guess he can if he wants. <laughs>
0: so
2: long <laughs> from the Sunshine State.
0: It's nine Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look what
4: they've done to my show.